This is 36ers Live with Paul Bonza and Rupert Sapwell. Thanks to Panasonic Air Conditioning and driven by Australian Motors Mitsubishi. Welcome to the Adelaide Entertainment Centre. Basketball back on your home of sport, SEN. And uh, Paul Bonser here, along with NBL legend. It's fair enough to call you a legend, isn't it, Sapper? Rupert Sapwell. That's what it says on my business card, Bonds. <laughs> well, then, <laughs> I hope it's now perfect. Hand those out. <laughs> oh, that's great. We're here for the Adelaide 36ers home, taking on the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. Sapper, last time, these two didn't play that long ago. And uh, Phoenix, they were just far too good and won by 17 points. Well, they did. And what they did really well was they had outstanding guards. And all the way through the season, this team has looked after the ball really well. Low turnover team, highly skilled guards, uh, very good close to the basket as well. You know, you've got uh, Williams and Creek getting close to the basket and shooting that, um, you know, and getting offensive rebounds and extra yes. possessions. So, yeah, they did. They controlled the game the whole way through. They never looked out of control. Sixers were out of sorts, no question. They've got everything to play for tonight, that's for sure, and uh, they definitely and desperately need a win. We spoke to uh, Scotty Ninnis during the week, uh, assistant coach for the Sixers. Uh, he said that was their worst game for the year. They, they were, he, he watched it back and he felt sicker watching it back than watching it live. He said they just played horribly. Well, the good news is you know exactly what the Phoenix are going to do because if you beat someone by 17 points, you don't change the game plan. Correct. Whereas now the Sixers, they, they've got everything that they've seen on the on the film and they've gone and done whatever they've done in adjustment-wise and, and uh, to be able to curtail some of these things that the Phoenix are doing. But Phoenix are on fire at the moment. They're one of the most uh, potent offensive teams in the competition. They play an up-tempo style of game. By contrast, Sixers, one of the lowest-scoring teams as well, and love to become a defensive-oriented team. And it hasn't been something that the Sixers fans have been used to, a defensive-oriented team. Not at all. all. So... It's, uh, it's interesting to see how that's panning out. But Sixers, are, you know, they are playing good defense. Their, their style of play and their pace of play is slow. But um, in terms of offensive efficiency, teams are shooting very low percentage against the Sixers. And the Sixers are um, defending really well from, at the three-point line as well. So opposition teams don't shoot well against the Sixers when they come in here. So, you know, they've got uh, the tools to slow the Phoenix down. How much they can slow them down, not quite sure. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting battle. We're a little over half an hour away from tip-off here, so we've got a bit of time to discuss uh, a few things about the game, and uh, one thing in particular is a big man called DJ is back in the building, but uh, we'll leave that for a second. Um, looking at last night's results, Sapper Tasmania got beaten at home after winning here last uh, weekend. New Zealand went there and knocked them off by five points. Um, I, I guess the positive for Tasmania... Will Magno, who played his first game back for a while against the Sixers, he had 20 points, 13 rebounds. He was really good. And, look, if I'm brutally honest, he's been uh, a, a letdown. Yep. A reason being is that his body just won't won't let him do the things he wants to do. You can see why the jack jumpers love him. He's an absolute top-level rim protector. He was catching lobs. He was uh, making tough plays. He was doing everything that you'd hope a marquee big man would do. But, yeah, you just feel for him because he's had such bad luck with his body, that he's a big, strong boy as well, but just one of those guys that seems to have a, a bolt loose every now and then and just uh, spends too much time on the sideline. But he was at his best, no question. They'd be disappointed to lose the jack jumpers, but take nothing away from the breakers. They were absolutely outstanding. They played very, very well. And, you know, they've got two or three of the highest scorers in the league as well. Jackson Cartwright's uh, going fantastic. And 
And uh, when they're starting to make those types of shots, uh, you know, it's they're pretty tough to beat. And, you know, the jack jumpers had a chance to tie it last few seconds and you know, gave up the turnover right at the end there, and that was the end of it. So It's a bad turnover too, wasn't it? Oh, you know, and it, you could see what was trying to happen. It was a cross-court pass, and Liafa was all over it and picked it up, and they were two points down at the time, the Jackies, and that put them down four after that open layup, and then the game changes. So, yes. yeah, tremendous defensive play, heads-up play from Liafa to get that steal, and, uh, well, what a thrilling game, though. You know, like I'm sitting there going, well, you know, what am I going to do on a, on a Thursday night? And here we are, well, truly entertained by NBL basketball. And then after that, the Wildcats get another win. They do, and they're on a bit of a roll now, the, the Wildcats, since they beat Adelaide and sort of broke their duck. It was, for want of a better term, well, Bryce Cotton did. And again, he came up Trump's 25 points last night. They beat Cairns by eight. Well, you can pin most of their good form on Bryce Cotton. Absolutely. He, he wasn't shooting well when they were losing, and now he's shooting well and they're winning. And, and I think part of that is... John really getting the rotations right, you know, getting Hiram Harris in and playing him a lot more minutes and Jesse Wagstaff as well. Guys who are going to swing the ball more because before that, you just had too many hungry mouths on that Perth team. And the, and the formula for the Wildcats through all their years of success was a whole bunch of soldiers and one admiral or one you know yes. king there, and that's Bryce Cotton. So letting him run around and run off a whole bunch of screens and handoffs and getting the ball back to him two or three times in an offense is the best formula for the Wildcats. Really has figured that out. And even though he's got a bunch of offensive talent at his disposal, I think to the credit of those lesser offensive talents, and let's be honest, everyone is a lesser offensive talent when you put them against Bryce Cotton. Correct. Uh, they've figured it out. And, you know, I hope for really sake, who's a good mate of mine, that they continue to do that. He looks to have found the, the right recipe there, and now they're rolling. Yeah, they certainly are. We're here for Panasonic Comfort Cloud. Set your air conditioning from your phone. And Wavell and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian Motors. Um, just looking at both these teams, currently where they sit on the ladder, South East Melbourne are fourth, six wins, five losses. And Adelaide are now ninth with three wins and seven losses. Uh, it's almost make or break game for the Sixers tonight. Uh, I don't like saying that, but... <laughs> It is. It almost is. Well, you can't you can't lose too many home games, and they you know they haven't been fantastic at home. They've lost a, a few, and as we mentioned before, Bonds, Phoenix was one of them. And it was a pretty good beatdown yes. in front of the home crowd. But again, the home crowd, you're looking up at those corners, and the corners are looking like they're filling up again. So another excellent crowd expected, I'm sure. But yeah, look, they've got to they've got to win. Three and seven is uh, nowhere near where they want to be. Five hundred is only good enough to you know to play in at the moment. There's a few, lot of teams that are gaining uh, advantages and moving further ahead and the Sixers have got more and more to catch up on. So, yeah, they've got to get start getting some wins and New Zealand is behind them and you'd have to think, well, you know, they moved ahead last night with that win and mm. you'd have to think that there's, uh, you know, not too much um, ground going to be given up by any of these teams. So, yeah, got to win tonight for sure, get closer to 500 and by Christmas they really need to be around that 500 mark. During the week uh, we saw the parting ways of a coach and a team which often happens in, in all sports but Jacob Jacobus has left the Hawks and um, stepping in the shoes is the father of Jason Tatum Justin Tatum well he's the assistant coach uh, at that time and uh, you know, I suppose for the sake of continuity you keep something there but you know, they've, they've, I'm sure they made their phone calls and no one was willing to take on that job I mean uh, it's a tough gig in, in Wollongong. They're not operating with the budget that most of the other teams are. Yes. So, you know, they're, they're only going to be able to put together a, 
you know, with all due respect to their players, a 7 out of 10 team. So the best thing you think they'd be able to hope for is that. Now, you know, Brian Gorgian was a coach before that. So, you know, what a set of shoes for Jacob Jacomas to be able to step into. That's pretty rough. So I don't know that anyone else could have done the job uh, with, with a under-talented group like Brian Gorgian does. And so I just don't know that that's a, a job that too many... Um, coaches who haven't got a job at the moment would want to take. He was a, he was a bit anointed by Brian as well, as Brian walked out the door, almost said, this is the guy you need to hire because um, he'd been with as Brian's assistant for so many years. Well, you don't, so, see, you don't see or hear of too many bad things about Jacomis in terms no. of a, a player developer. But like you know, said, you can only you know, I don't know, you can't turn you can't turn donkeys into into thoroughbreds. So, it, it, some are you saying some people make great assistant coaches, but when it moves in to, to fill the big shoes, they're not quite up to it. Well, I think that's you know there's certain roles. You know, if you go into business, some people are great at marketing, but not great at finance. So, yep. When you're you can't be a, a C-level executive sometimes if you're great with people because sometimes you you know that's not your job anymore. So I would say that you. Know, Jacobus was probably uh, one of the best assistants going around and had done more than his fair share of, of uh, time. But, yeah, when he stepped into that shoes, maybe that was the thing. I don't know in the locker room if there was anything there. I didn't see any bad body language from the players. It didn't seem to be, did there? No, it didn't. So I, don't, I would say it's not a lack of respect thing. I just think, you know, there's high expectations at the gong and um, I don't know that uh, they're warranted, to be honest. I don't know that there's a particularly... Super talented team there. Again, I want to be as respectful as I can to that group, but it's just a, it's a group that hasn't got the resources that so many other other teams have, and to, to some extent it's become a bit of an arms race for some of those, um, you know, higher spending teams. And, you know, let's, let's uh, talk about the elephant in the room. Adelaide's been one of those high spending teams. Yes. Hasn't been able to get it done as well. So it's not as easy as spending money. You've actually got to put together the right mix of people. And we just talked about the Wildcats. They just had they they got enough pieces to, to muck around and and to put things in place so that units play better with each other. Yeah. And you look at the Sixers lineup and you you know you've got guys like Torhey Smith Milner and um, you know you can put any, any number of those players in, but there's there, there's some guys that are good screeners and good passers and they can hit an open shot, but they don't need the ball in their hands to be successful. Uh, I, I would think that uh, you know it's in order to be that way. Uh, they've got to be, you know, that type, that oriented. You know, set screens, get rebounds, do things that involve not having the ball. Let, you know, again, it's going to be DJ Vasiljevic because no Trey Kell tonight, but yes. it's going to be DJ Vasiljevic uh, have a lot of the ball and, and then uh, everything else has got to be movement-based. You know, there's not too many other guys you want creating off the dribble. Uh, they're going to play Mitch McCarron differently than they would DJ because McCarron is not a threat coming off that. Uh, as a three-point shooter, so he's going to be trying to get in and get other people passes, so they can defend that differently than um, DJ. So, you know, I think they've got some playmaking ability there, but the rest of it's got to come from movement off the ball. Not uh, too far away from the tip-off here, about 20 minutes from tip-off, and uh, when we come back, we'll talk about another DJ returning to the building here and have a look at some matchups tonight. This is NBL Live. And driven by Australian Motors Mitsubishi. Welcome back to the Adelaide Entertainment Centre. It's the Sixers versus the Phoenix tonight. We're here for Panasonic Comfort Cloud. Set your air conditioning from your phone. And Weibu and Southern Mitsubishi driven by Australian Motors. Uh, Paul Bonzer here with Rupert Sapwell. Um, 
Daniel Johnson returns to his home. It is his home. He played uh, he played a, a lot of years here at the club, played over 415 games now. Um, he's been an unbelievable player in the NBL. Started with Melbourne when he looked about 11. He was still 6'8 <laughs> or something. But, um, it's it's great to see him playing basketball again, isn't it? Well, yeah, he is a, a he's going to go down as the third best Adelaide 36er of all time behind yes. Brett Maher and Mark Davis, and uh, rightly so. His his uh, jersey will hang from the rafters at some stage. Yep. Uh, and I don't know. He, he hasn't aged badly at all. I think he still has that baby face and, and looks uh, fit. Soft muscle tone. <laughs> 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 but uh, look, he he. I've been a. Uh, on and off on DJ for a long time just because I've never liked his defense and uh, but then I've I softened on him the last couple of years in terms of uh, he's never tried to be a defender and no. but he's very very good one of the best of all times at drawing fouls getting buckets he's a professional scorer and he's a lifetime 20 and 10 type of guy so yes. yeah, he's done an unbelievable job I know all the 36 fans in here are one part excited to see him back and second part dreading that he might have a, an unbelievable game against his old team but you know yeah great to see him back during the break they um you know, made an announcement on the on the big screen and he gave a little wave and a half smile so yes it's about as good as you get out of dj it is it is so yes. uh, yeah good good to have him back and glad that he he's get, getting to go out on his own terms yeah three-time nbl first team old first team and uh seven time Adelaide 36's most valuable player award. Not bad, is it? Not it's, bad. Yeah. He's one, he's one of the stars of this club and much love. He, he, when he came out here before any before the stadium was open, um, it was just hugging all the staff. You know, he came up behind Jazzy, the team manager, and gave that's him a big good. hug. Yeah, and, yeah, that's good. Yeah, it was just, he was saying hello to everyone and, and really soaking in the moment, I think, of being back in this building. Yeah, he, he didn't have to act that way either. No, like he could have been salty if he wanted to be. Yes. You know, like he wanted to uh, play out the rest of his career in Adelaide, and that's not the way it went down. I don't know how old he is. Thirty-six. Uh, yeah, thirty-six. Something. Okay. Yeah. Well, still, you know, and he's at six foot eleven. He's never had a game that's been based on athleticism. No. So you have to think that he'd probably go a few more years yet if he really wanted to. And I know that he was set to play in Asia, maybe Japan in the uh, off season. Yeah, it was, that, didn't, that yeah. fell through. So, you know, he's still got some some opportunities to have and some money to make and some. Uh, different stories to write and we hope that this particular chapter tonight's chapter if you're a 36 er fan is not one of those great redemption stories yes but it's, uh, he's a great person to have off the bench and he's a good pickup for the phoenix so i'm looking looking forward to seeing the impact he'll have tonight now the adelaide 36ers have worn their indigenous jersey uh, away but they haven't worn it home so tonight is the first time they'll wear their indigenous jersey it looks fantastic uh, it's a great design it's done designed by uh, Jada Fitzgerald, whose nickname is Possum. So she put little possum prints around the collar and around the arms, which I love, with her own little mark on the jerseys. And at the moment, they've got uh, all the all the kids that uh, all put in a design from the um, Indigenous Academy. They all had a crack at it, and Jada was the best. That's the one that they got. They picked out. So, uh, But it's, again, the Indigenous, we've spoken about this before, Sapper, but great to acknowledge our indigenous culture and the jerseys they just look fantastic well i'm going to join the chorus and say i don't know why we just don't have the indigenous jerseys all the time why don't we yeah. just get to wear them you know once a year or twice a year they're just they're easily the most uh, spectacular of all the jerseys we have and and you know i love the fact that there is there's a story there and 
I don't know why we don't engage uh, someone full time to you know to, to do a permanent Indigenous jersey. We've got a fantastic uh, Indigenous culture in South Australia, but also a, a First Nations history in the NBL as well. Yes, one of the uh, my favourite all-time players. And I had his poster on my wall was Danny Morsu back in the day, and uh, he's a th proud Thursday Islander man and. Uh, love what he brought and his uh, you know, his energy when he played for the Geelong Cats, but had a chance to um, you know watch uh, and marvel at many First Nations players over this time, and hope certainly hope that there are more First Nations players to to join and, and have an impact in this league. I mean, there's plenty of uh, uh, very good players at the moment, and Keanu Pinder, of course, is one. But yes, um, you know, I just uh, yeah hope that uh, there's the celebration is not just for. In, you know, Indigenous round or First Nations round, it's for the whole season. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing the away jersey be the Indigenous jersey as well. And then, look, I love the way that they change it up now. I know it's a bit of a marketing thing, but I love the Adelaide City jersey that they bought out last year in that sort of uh, light blue. It was yep. striking. It looks different. Um, we've had blackout nights, um, which I might have got off the ground, but anyway, take credit for that one. <laughs> As the lights go out here in uh, the stadium, I just want to ask you a little bit about DJ Vasilovic. Yep. And the other DJ. Um, three, three of 11 against Perth. Not great shooting. Last week he was off his game. He got frustrated. He caught fire in the last quarter. Uh, ended up with only 16 points for the game. I say only. That's half decent. Um, it, it, would he be getting frustrated after those last two games? Would he be really looking to come out against these guys and and have a 20-plus a game tonight? Yeah, look, I think when you talk about shooters, they've always got their pupils dilated and their nostrils flared. They're always looking for an opportunity. He is absolutely a pure scorer and always looking to score. And what you've got to have when you're a shooter is a memory like a goldfish. You cannot worry about what's just happened. You cannot worry about how many shots you got. You just got to, you're constantly looking at the next one, the next one, the next one. And, you know, the best shooter we've had in Australia for quite a long time, Chris Golding, is doing his thing again. He is by far and away the most potent three-point shooter again. Unbelievable. But, yeah, but he'll go games where he's one of seven and you just, the expression doesn't change in his face. No. And nor does the, the urgency stop on the opposition. They're so frantic and scared about what these types of shooters can do, but they've always got to honour them. So what you see with Chris Golding, because he plays off the ball, that he spaces away from the ball. The, the difficulty that DJ Vasilievich has got is that he's that spacer, but he's got the ball all the time at the moment. You know, it'd be really nice if he was able to play off the ball. One of the reasons he got, he decided to come to Adelaide was the opportunity to play on the ball, to not have to worry about getting fed the ball to get his opportunities. Yes. So he's going to throw up some wild ones. And we saw in that fourth quarter last week when he had to throw caution to the wind that, you know, he can get going. He was throwing up some 30-footers out there and they were going in in that last quarter. He had 11 of his 16 points in that quarter and almost brought the team back. So those types of shooters every team needs. The Sixers are the worst three-point shooting team in the competition right now or second worst. Like, they're, they're not very good. So you need someone with the threat to be able to put that in the hole. It doesn't seem to be the way the Sixers want to play. They're not penetrating dish and kick to three-point shots. They tend to be getting their assists on cuts to the basket and finishes. So to have someone who can spread the floor, drag his defender out, creates room for, you know, the likes of Isaac Humphreys and, and uh, Jacob Wiley to get closer to the basket. So 
Does DJ have to step up? Yes, he has, absolutely has to. No Trey Kell tonight. Yes. So he's going to have to, you know, shoulder a lot of the ball handling. You know, Sunday Detch will come in and handle the ball a little bit. Mitch McCarron will obviously do that as well. But they're defended differently when the on-ball screen happens. Uh, the defender can go under. There's not as much urgency there. But when Vasiljevic has got the ball, defences have to react differently. And that allows roll opportunities to happen and things behind the ball. All right, Sapper, when we come back, we'll have a look at some matchups. We'll give you the starting fives. We're only about 10 minutes away from tip-off. This is NBL Live. By Australian Motors Mitsubishi. Welcome to the Adelaide Entertainment Centre. We're here for the Adelaide 36ers taking on the southeast Melbourne Phoenix, wherever you are tuned in right around this beautiful country of ours and over in New Zealand. It's great to have you with us. Paul Bonds and Rupert Sapper with you. And uh, Sapper, we're not far away, just five minutes away from tip-off here. And I can give you the starting fires for Tyre Power, their holiday getaway sale. It's on now. Firstly, South East Melbourne, uh, their starting five is Will Cummings, uh, Gary Brown, Alan Williams, Craig Moller and Mitch Creek. And for the 36ers, it's DJ Vasilovich, Jacob Wiley, Mitch McCarran, Isaac Humphreys and coming into the starting lineup for the first time this season, Jason Kadee. Well, that's a good move, I think, from the Sixers to get Jason Kadee in there. He's been very effective when he's been coming off the bench, just moving the ball, getting the tempo going, and quite savvy getting to the basket, getting fouled, and helping the Sixers out when those when their offenses started to stagnate. So massive IQ point guard, Jason Kadee. He'll be excellent in terms of helping the ball move. It allowed DJ to play off the ball a little bit. We'll be talking about that before. You know, to be the only shooter on the Sixers roster really um, is to, and then have the ball as well, just means that the, the spacing is not quite as good as it needs to be. Uh, you know, someone, you know, if you're guarding Mitch McCarron, you can help off. But if you're guarding Jason Kadee, uh, good enough shooter, there's a little bit more space there as well. So I like that move from CJ Bruton to, to bring Jason Kadee there. It also gives Sunday Detch a chance to come in fresh-legged and try and curtail some of these very important guards that the Phoenix will be bringing off. I mean, Cummings and Brown have been absolutely outstanding. There's a lot of points between them, 30-plus points uh, putting up every night. They're doing it so efficiently. You know, high assists, low turnovers, high percentage shooters. They're just good uh, pros that have been doing it for a long time. If the Sixers can stop Gary Brown, does that go a long way to them winning this game? Uh... No, I don't think it does. Okay. Uh, only because, I mean, he's nice, but Mitch Creek is still everything for them right. because he does just get a bucket when he needs to. I mean, it seems like Cummings and Brown can get a bucket whenever they need to as well, but the, the Creek is doing his thing again. He's 18 points, seven rebounds, and doing things at 52% from the field and 44% from the three-point line. That's for someone who's not a renowned shooter. He's just high efficiently uh, doing his thing, and... Seems to pop up when he needs to and just a, a monster. It's the prototype four-man in this league. And I know with Moller and Brown starting, he probably could be considered as a three-man, but he's really a power forward and doing his job at, at a really good rate. So I think it's uh, stop Mitch Creek and have a better chance of winning. I, I don't think uh, they've got something else that can replace his type of, type of scoring, just the, the, the match-up problems that he creates. So is Jacob Wiley the guy that has to set up, step up defensively then for the Adelaide 36ers and try and yes. curtail Creek a little? Yeah, and it's a tough matchup for anyone because Creek is quick enough to go around the big guys and strong enough to bully 
the others. And I think Wiley is quick, but not as strong as Creek. So he's going to struggle a little bit there. And, um, you know, if he can do his work before Creek gets it in the post, then you know, maybe that's a, a, a road to success. But, you know, I feel like McCarran could probably do a good job on Mitch, Mitch Creek as well, just because he's strong and quick as well. And there's not that much of a size difference between them. I think McCarran might actually outweigh Creek. He's a very big guard. So, yep. you know, that would have been good. And that would have been a, a, a job for Trey Kell as well, had he been healthy, just a strong, yes. versatile defender. So, yeah, they, they haven't got a whole lot of options for guarding Mitch Creek, but Wiley probably likely. But I think... When you, when you put Kadi into that starting lineup and push McCarran to the three, that's what you get is McCarran and uh, matching up on Creek. What about uh, the big men? What about the, in the five spot, Humphreys and Smith Milner versus Williams and Daniel Johnson? Well, Williams is a, is a matchup problem for everyone. No one's stopping him. He's the league's leading rebounder. He's also putting 17 points on the board every night as well. He is an absolute monster down low. Smith Milner definitely has the strength to do it. And I, I like Humphreys in that role as well. But, you know, it's a Williams gets a lot of his points, not just off offensive rebounds, but it's a very efficient pick and roll game. He's got a yes. nice little floater from that foul line there. And so if, if Brown and Cummings get going off that on-ball screen, that changes how the Sixers defend it. That gives Brown a little bit more room to roll into. Williams, sorry. And then all of a sudden he's going to get that little floater going and that becomes a real nightmare matchup for the Sixers. So I would say do a good job on the on-ball screen defense and Williams won't be as effective. He'll still be a monster on the offensive glass and Sixers are giving up a league-leading amount of offensive rebounds there. Not a very good defensive rebounding team at all. But if they can stop that little pick-and-roll action, Williams get, doesn't get as, uh, as many easy feeds. And then, you know, you, you play the cards where they fall. We're here for Panasonic Air Conditioning, and we are driven by Australian Motors Mitsubishi. As the lights come on, we're just about to get underway. Starting fives making their way onto court. And once again for the Adelaide 36, it'll be Jason Kadee, Isaac Humphreys, Mitch McCarran, Jacob Wiley, and DJ Vasilovich. And for Southeast Melbourne, Will Cummings, Gary Brown, Alan Williams, Craig Muller, and their spiritual leader, Mitch Creek. Had a quick chat to Creaky before the game as well. He's just his normal self. He doesn't change. He's walks around like there's not a worry in the world well he's uh he's a very much a man of the people mitch creek he's got a he he's is. got a look and you think oh well he's very intense he's not he's got a, he's got time for everyone but his son goes through that phoenix program as a development player and uh he said mitch creek was by far the most welcoming not that they any of them weren't welcoming but he went out of his way to make the rookies uh, feel good and he's a tremendous worker he's very diligent with his preparation and his body so um good leader for sure, uh, one that Sixers wish they probably had back, and he's got a lot of fans here. There's a lot of 55 jerseys in the crowd, and they're not coming over from Melbourne. No, no, not at all. Even then, Mitch Creek just points at CJ Bruton and says, "G'day, mate." Yeah, <laughs> that, that was, you know, a bit of just a bit of mutual respect there between the coach of the 36ers and Mitch Creek. Well, it's not a 36er coach at the start of the season that doesn't make that inquiry to Mitch Creek, hey? That's right. Yeah, that's I, right. I know, I know you love your time here in Adelaide. How about it? Yeah. Good crowd in, and we're underway here in Adelaide. Southeast Melbourne get the tip. 
And it's in the hands of Mitch Creek. Guarded by Wiley. Swings it to Brown at the top. Goes to Moller. He drives to the elbow. Now all the way through. The foul is called. And Jacob Wiley's picked up an early one. Craig Moller will go to the line for two. Looked like an early call there. It seemed like the whistle was blown before the contact. But nice little two-man action. Craig Moller, fake handoff. Dribbled in, pass. Got a little bit of space on Wiley. Wiley had to play catch-up. Too late on it. Moller's a smart player. He's, been, he's played overseas and played yes. a number of years as a pro. So he knows what he's doing. He's in the starting five as an excellent non-shooting piece with all those scorers out there as the first one wobbles in. Uh, but um, surprised everyone by taking that shot. First guy to take the shot on his team. Has a German passport as well. So he's played a bit in Germany. He has. Misses the second. Almost tipped back in by Williams, but the rebound ends up in the hands of Jacob Wiley. Jason Kadee will carry the ball up for the Sixers. Vasilovic on the 45. He drives past Williams. And scores the first bucket for the Sixers. I like that thought from DJ Vasiljevic. Williams doesn't want to pick up an early foul. Drove hard at his hip. Forced him to get out of the way. Good D from Humphreys, but Williams is good enough to put it in. He got it from Gary Brown. Off that pick and roll feed, Bonds. Phoenix three. Sixers two. Early days here in Adelaide. Jason Kadee thought he got fouled as he put the ball in the hole. Hasn't got much athleticism to speak about Jason Kadee, but knows all the angles, used his body really well there, held off his defender, got a nice little floater. 8.55 to go in the first quarter. Sixers with the early one-point lead. Alan Williams backs in Humphreys and scores another bucket for him. He's 120 kilos, Williams. He's not going to you know, be moved by too many people. He used his right-hand hook well there. McCarran's first shot is long. The long range three. Down the other end, Cummings with pace, cleaning up the glass was Mitch Creek. And the Phoenix lead at seven to four on the Burbank Homes Inspiring Design scoreboard. When the Phoenix came in last time and uh, beat up the Sixers, it was that transition stuff from Brown and Cummings. And that's, uh, you don't want to let that happen again. It'd be all about the shot selection for the Sixers. And the foul off the ball here. Sixers take bad shots. It'll ignite the Phoenix fast break. Turnovers, same thing. We don't want to talk about turnovers. We'll keep our fingers crossed on that one. But Sixers have been uh, poor at best with their looking after the ball. And so looking after the ball in this first quarter will be important. Jason Gadee takes the three. That foul was on Will Cummings. Ball was going out of court. Vasiljevic threw it back into Humphreys. Humphreys tried to find Wiley on a cut to the hole and just threw it out of his reach. So i just talk about turnovers then, Bob. One turnover. Been a concern for the Adelaide 36ers all season. Brown on the 45, guarded by McCarran. Right up in his grill. Goes to Williams, wants to back in Humphreys again. Too strong. Alan Williams. Impressive. Draws the foul on Humphreys. He'll go to the line for the bonus. Well, he's had his way so far. Humphreys giving up Alan Williams' right hand. He's so super strong there. I think the scout's definitely got to be forcing left, but... Like I say, you can, you can only reason with an elephant. You can't actually push him anywhere. <laughs> Give that a player of the quarter so far for Tuscan Park Favors. Williams is at the line, not the greatest foul shooter, and can't make the bonus. Six points already for Williams, getting where he wants to. Phoenix, nine. Leave the sixes, four. Kadee drives and then decides to pull it out. Goes to Wiley. Wiley on Cummings. Mismatched. They 
makes the bucket as Jacob Wiley, his first score. Tough shot. Floater outside the key off a hard pullout. Reasonably well defended, but even better shot. Gary Brown lost the handle. He wants to uh, replay it, and they will replay it. Straight away, he was yelling at Mike Kelly. That's not off me. So we have a review. 7.23 left in the first quarter and the tyre power clock. The MVP tyre experts for your family. And uh, Alan Williams leading all scorers at the moment with six, as you said, Sapper, on the budget car and truck rental stat board. Well, he's had two post-ups. And he's had one pick, catch off a pick and roll. And he's making good use of that right-hand block. When you're looking at the keyway, he's just uh, getting to his spot. Little right-hand push shot. It's deadly. He's very, very good at it. He played in the NBA at a good level for yes. some years. So, you know, he's got a weapon there and he's got mobility. And I mean, he looks like he's having fun out there. He just uh, he's, he's up and about. He's high energy. He's, it looks like his teammates love him. He's doing you know, everything he can for them. But really effective early and... And you know, if you're Humphreys, you don't want to, you know, it's a tough matchup because he's such an important player on the Sixers team. You don't want to get him two early fouls in the first quarter. He's already got one, but at the moment, he's, Williams is getting where he wants to on that right hand. Just looks almost man against boys at the moment. Yeah, well, not too many people make Isaac Humphreys look weak or small, but, yes. you know, it's a, it's a serious set of shoulders on Williams and... Humphreys is, you know, six foot eleven himself. He's not. There's no, and he's a well-built six foot eleven. It's not like he's a puny out there. But yeah, Williams is a different character. Some serious wheels on Williams too. Bright pink number. <laughs> I guess when you're that size, you can wear whatever colour yeah. wheels you want. Gary Brown behind the back pulls up from the elbow. It's a bit long. Wiley got up high. Athletic pulls in the board. Kadee straight back up the other end. Feeds Wiley in the post. And his little 10-footer goes down. And the Sixers back to a one-point deficit. Eight plays, nine. Cummings drives. And just like that, it's 11-8 on the Burbank Homes Inspiring Design scoreboard. Wiley was uh, overcome a bit with illness last year, last week. He yes. had um, uh, sick all week, but he looks like he's got his full use of his energy back. He's looked sharp so far tonight. They went to him again, but got it back. Jason Kadee likes the look of a long-range shot, and... Ends up going out of bounds. McCarran might have tipped it out. Off the hands of Moller. And it will be a Phoenix ball from the baseline. 6.35 to go on the tyre power clock. Your MVP tyre experts for your family. Sunday Detchin replacing Jason Kadee for a defensive role. I didn't think uh, Sunday Detch and DJ Vasiljevic played well together last week. They were both high minuses when they were on the court together. As Mitch Creek gets to his right hand he's a right he's a left-hander but he loves that right hand bond he does um 13, and, uh, yeah so I, I think uh you know hopefully they've sorted that out because they look to be running into each other last week Humphreys at the top wants to drive on Williams blows past him and lays it in well, nice that, move sorry Bonds there's that, that fake handoff that they use so well DJ Vasiljevic comes off that Williams has got to honor that because he's guarding Humphreys the guy handing it off and a fake handoff gets to the layup Alan Williams at the foul line. That floater is normally very attractive and good. Bit long that time. Sixes with the boards. Vasilovic at the top. Goes to Wiley. Now Sunday Detch on the 45. Wiley cuts the hole. Sunday Detch the spin move. Great D from Creek. 
and it will be a Southeast Melbourne Phoenix ball. They lead at 13-10 for the Burbank's home inspiring design scoreboard. We're here for Panasonic Air Conditioning, and we are driven by Australian Motors Mitsubishi. Ben Eyre seeing his first minutes as well. Averaging 10 points a game, Ben Eyre. Fantastic off the bench for the Phoenix. He's going to drive all the way. The handoff to Williams was very good. Couldn't finish, but tipped it back in. The big centre for the Phoenix. And he's up and about too. 15 plays 10. I don't know what the Sixers can do about that. The guards are coming off with pace, getting past their defender. Isaac Humphreys has to come and help or it's a wide open layup. And then no one is stopping Williams going to the basket after that. So hard one to guard at the moment. McCarran at the top. Wiley at the elbow. Couple of dribbles and the handoff to Vasilovic. His float is nice. 15 plays 12. Phoenix lead it. Just under five to go in the first. Here in Adelaide. Cummings behind the back. Off the glass floater. Pretty. Free-flowing game. It is. Which tells you it's Phoenix's type of game because they're the ones who are scoring at a high rate all the way through the year. Sixers won't hate it, of course. And they're shooting reasonably well too. Vasilovic. Fall away. One of the foul. It didn't drop. Ben Air back up the other end. Working on Vasilovic. Then pulls it out. Goes to Williams. At the foul line. Just steamrolls his way through the key. Isaac Humphrey's got the block, but he's also called for the foul. And he hates it. Does not like it at all. Well, the, the last bit was all ball, but he must have interfered with him uh, lower or earlier in that shot because, yeah, he's not happy. He's muttering to himself as he's storming off, but that's bad for the Sixers. You know, he's their only rim protector, and now he's uh, still chatting to himself. Not happy at all is Isaac Humphreys. As he comes, you mentioned about the shooting, um, Adelaide shooting at 60%, Southeast Melbourne shooting at 63% from the from the floor, those uh, stats for budget and car, budget car and truck rental. It looks like a clean game, and it yes. is. It's uh, got you know high-level guards coming off well-set screens. You know when you've got Isaac Humphreys or you've got Alan Williams setting screens, the guards are going to love that sort of stuff because they're getting open. And yeah, it seems like there's there's not much of a tussle at the moment. I'm interested to know if I, if Humphreys genuinely thought that wasn't a foul because he was upset about it. That might be a time to use your, your coach's challenge just because you don't want Humphreys in foul trouble early. But I think it's inevitable he gets in foul trouble tonight just because of the way Williams is attacking the basket. It doesn't look like, doesn't look like there was a coach's challenge. So no. he's going to have to sit for the rest of the quarter and it's still four minutes, 18 to go. He's very frustrated. He's still shaking his head. And uh, can't believe that foul was called on him. If we're looking at it, it's probably it's probably there, but it's probably a little soft. Could have been a no call when no one would have said anything either. I think when you ask the player who fouled, hey, would you want us to call that foul on you down the other end? They go, well, yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, it is a physical game always when you're matching up against Alan Williams. He's going to make it that way. And it's trench warfare, but he's just better at it than anyone. He's having a fantastic start to the game. He has. He's at the line and can't make the first. The smell of cheeseburgers wafts around the Adelaide Entertainment Centre. This will make the Adelaide fans like him a little more. And he misses. And 
What's happening here, Sapper? It's not officially dinner time. It's it looks not like officially. Jacob Wiley went in too early, we believe. And that means that uh, Williams will get a chance to redeem himself and Adelaide may have to wait for their meal. Wow. That's just wrong. He'll now, hit this one for sure. How Sapper. charitable is Saw's feeling? <laughs> not at all. Makes the bucket the blues <laughs> of the crowd, mainly because they're not getting a cheeseburger. 18 plays 12. Phoenix up early in this one. Vasilovic on the 45. Double team goes to Kadeet. Tried to thread the needle to Smith-Milner. Cummings got a boot on that one. It will be a sixes ball from the sideline. It was there. Smith-Milner's not a lob threat, so he can't throw it up in the air. He had to throw it through that traffic, and Phoenix were up to it that time. But uh, Vasilievich getting a whole lot of defensive pressure. Drives through the lane and put back by Wiley. Good deep from, from Vague. He sees his first minutes, Reese Vague. Well, he's a shooter, so he's out there to do one thing, and that's shoot. Cummings at the top. Goes to Ben Eyre. Back to Cummings. The lob pass to Tarangi. Just a nice little lay-in from Tarangi back door. 20 plays 14. Phoenix lead it. Well, that was an ineffective try to zone for the Sixers then. They just lost track on the weak side. Smith Milner for three. That's no good. Ben Eyre with the board. Ben Eyre at the top. Dribbles in, lost the handle. 36 is ball from the baseline. Daniel Johnson is going to check in for the first time and gets a nice round of applause from the Adelaide fans. As they should, we talked about how good he was there. It's a good defensive matchup for him too, Toy Smith Miller. What you want to do if you've been guarded by DJs, involving yourself in a lot of on-ball screens. Sixer fans should know that that's a, uh, a thing, not a thing of DJs. And here's the first one. Kadee went to Smith-Milner from the foul line. He can't make it. Matt Kenyon, the board. And Mike Kelly using his full roster in the first quarter, or almost his full roster. Johnson at the top, went to Vague in the 45. Now back to air. Air dribbles through the key. Pulls it back out. His fall away is very nice from Ben Air. Baseline jumper. And we've got another turnover. Kadee was looking for Flowers, who's on the court as well. He's got to protect the basketball, the 36ers. Tarangi at the foul line. Banks a little floater. So all of a sudden, it's a 10-point lead to the Phoenix. They're 24. And the Adelaide 36ers are 14, 2.20 to go in the quarter. And the tyre power clock, the MV tyre experts, MVP tyre experts for your family. Sixers offence has dried up. Certainly has. I think they missed their last six shots. Here's Sunday Detch for a long range three. That's a poor shot. And he just hit the ring. Good hand from Sunday Detch. Got the steal on Ben Air. Fast breaks on, takes it all the way, cannot finish. Reese Vague, the board. Back down the other end, Ben Eyre gets to the foul line. Kicks it out to Reese Vague for an open three. That doesn't go. Flowers got high and grabbed the board. And he's off to the races. Takes on Tarangi. Thought there was a foul there. Ref said no, let it play. While he's up off the bench, wanted a foul as well. Daniel Johnson in the post. Back out to Tarangi. Three points from Tarangi. 
27-14, just like that. A couple of fast break opportunities went begging for the Sixers there. Sunday had a lob for Flowers in that first play, and then Flowers had a, a dump pass to Sunday on the second one, not sharing the ball well enough. Flowers drives, get the foul, and he'll go to the line. Look at that Tarangi play there. Tuscany. Path Pavers, play of the quarter. Mitch Creek will check back in as DJ Vasilovic, Trent Flowers at the line. We're here for Panasonic Air Conditioning, and we are driven by Australian Major Transmission. Tarangi hasn't shot the ball well for a number of years, but this uh, just this summer gone, uh, playing with the New Zealand national team, had a really good national yes, did. Uh, world championship and, and has come back into this NBL season shooting really well and looks to be a different player and, and really, really effective. He's played for a long time, Tarangi, but uh, yeah, really looking to have stepped up his game this year. Flowers miss, missed both free throws. Daniel Johnson for three. DJ's done that a lot in this building. No emotion on his face. He scores the first points against his old team. 30 to 14. Phoenix on a big run here and Smith Milner breaks it. As he drives through and lays it in for two. Gary Brown got inside, couldn't finish. Fighting over the rebound, Flowers and Vasilovic. And it will be a Phoenix ball from the baseline. Those shooting percentages, Sapper. Phoenix still at 70. Adelaide gone down to 38 for budget car and truck rental. Yeah, well, that's, uh, yeah, they've missed probably 10 shots in a row, the Sixers, so. And Fowler's been called on Mitch Creek on the wrist, and DJ Vasilovic is saying, no, 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 review it. I got all ball. Review it. So that's exactly what. Gee, it's a costly timeout, though. CJ yeah. is doing. Yeah, he, he almost demanded it then, DJ Vasilovic, didn't he? Well, he walked straight to the bench. Both did. Both he and Kadee did. Kadee was the one who was charged with the foul. You got 28 seconds left before there was a timeout anyway. If he yeah. loses this timeout, this challenge, and you know, look, there's, there's a lot, lot, every reason that they could. Then all of a sudden he's used two timeouts in the first quarter, and he gets another one. He's got. You can't use another timeout for the rest of the half. Very big risk for, you know, in the end, what might be just a small reward. Not, uh, well, D DJ Vasilovic doesn't have a foul either, so it's only going to be his first foul if it is recorded. But this has been unbelievable. It was 14-17 it was and the score is now 30-16. to 16. And it's all happened in the last four or five minutes of this game. Well, good patience from the Phoenix. Last time they were in this building, they did everything they wanted as well. They got post-ups. They just really executed perfectly. It's been more of the same in this first quarter of this second second time they've met. And, you know, I don't see where the Sixers are going to make a, an obvious run on this because the offense is sputtering. The, the Phoenix are on everything at the moment. They're making it hard to, to do this. The, it looks like the tech foul on Jason Gaddy. So he's got. Is. So the, 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 they've lost the challenge, and Kadee has let them know that it was a bad call, or so it was seen, and he's got a tech foul on top of that. So the Phoenix will shoot three free throws. Gary Brown misses the first. 
And that will be Mitch Creek at the line. And Brown took the foul shot for the tech. Two shots. They just look rattled, Sapper, with the Adelaide 36s. Well, they do, and, you know, I don't know where, where their poise is going to come from, where, where the bucket's going to happen. Vasiljevic is being absolutely muzzled, and he's the only, you know, true offensive player on the floor right now. No one else is probably capable of creating their own shot and doing it at a, at a regular clip, so they should be running him off a lot of screens and then working action out of that, but... Yeah, it's, uh, it's hard to see where the Sixers are going to score at the moment. Mitch Creek made two. Phoenix lead at 32 to 16. Double the Adelaide 36's score. Vasilovic swings it to Flowers. He drives on Tarangi. Slipped a little, but still made the bucket. Good signs from the next start. Tarangi goes to Creek. Four seconds. Left in the quarter. Creek for a three. Bomb. Just like that to finish the quarter. 35-18, a big statement from Mitch Creek. And we'll take a break and come back straight after this second quarter action. Phoenix, great first quarter. Welcome back to the Adelaide Entertainment Centre. Massive first quarter for the Phoenix. They lead at 35-18 to 18 over the Adelaide 36ers. And we're here for Panasonic Air Conditioning. And we're driven by Australian Motors Mitsubishi. Sapper for budget car and truck rental. Let's look at some stats in the first quarter, please. Oh, look, all the stats you need to know are the shooting percentages. So, you know, did a really good job for Phoenix on you know, getting to their shots. They got fast break opportunities. They got inside-out opportunities as well. They're shooting an amazing 70%. Three for four from the uh, three-point line as well. The only thing that's really letting them down is Alan Williams' free-throw shooting, but uh, it's been very, very good there and the, by contrast Sixers started off at nearly 60% after the first few minutes bonds and then cooled right off and now they're at 45% which by normal standards isn't bad but in the context of the game the Phoenix just ran away with it with execution and and the uh, Sixers would want the second half of that quarterback just after that that second group came in and just couldn't get anything going so it was really about the shooting percentage and the, and the types of shots that each team was getting Phoenix getting whatever they want and enforcing the Sixers into tough shots down the other end Starters for the Phoenix, Cummings, Creek, Williams, Moller, and Brown. And for the 36ers, Vasilovic, Flowers, Humphreys, Wiley, and McCarran. McCarran with the ball. Mr. Flowers at the foul line. A little handoff from DJ. Gary Brown hand in there. Just disrupted that play. Gets the pick from Humphreys. Vasilovic takes the three-pointer. Blocked by Williams. Picked up the scraps, Jacob Wiley, and put it back in. Wow, Vince had to work really hard to get that shot off, and in the end he couldn't, but Wiley was on the spot. Not a real convincing first offensive play from the Sixers, but effective nonetheless. Alan Williams working on Humphreys, and it will be an Adelaide 36ers ball from the baseline. Another interesting stat out of that first quarter, Bonds, was the 13-7 rebounding advantage from the Phoenix. Not only are they getting all the good shots they're getting all the rebounds as well stats for budget car and truck rental 921 to go in the second term tire power holiday getaway sales on there Vasilovic got another pick from Humphreys drove through the key nice move laid it in got the foul foul will be on Alan Williams not sure that was there either 
a little pushing foul called by the ref and TJ a chance for a three-point play. Only his first foul, Williams, so he's done a good job staying out of foul trouble. I really think the Sixers need to attack him more, involve him in more on-ball screens, force him to be a defender. He's not willing to put his body on the line early in games for that sort of stuff. He, he knows he needs to stay in because he's had foul trouble before. Can't score when he's on the bench either. It's pretty hard to do that. Vasilovic cannot make the bonus shot. 35 plays, 22, coming straight down the other end. Ran through Vasilovic, charging foul. Well done, DJ. Chose the right way. He's pretty slippery coming, so to pick the right way was a good challenge. DJ was up to it that time. What I like about these two Phoenix guards, Brown and Cummings, they're both defenders as well, particularly Brown. He's all-in, up and in on their guards and playing tremendous defense. Alley-oop to Flowers! Looked Not like quite. a foul. Did look like a foul. Moller was there with him. Again, refs let it play. Gary Brown at the top with the ball. Goes to Mitch Creek. Wiley guarding him. Good D from Wiley. And it will be an Adelaide 36's ball as Wiley pumps the air from that defensive play. Good job by Wiley in that post there. Creek went up and into his body. Wiley stayed vertical and good no call by the referees. Bit of an extended pressure from the Phoenix. Wiley in the corner, trapped. Brown got a hand in there, and it will be the Phoenix ball. It came off the leg of Jacob Wiley. 35 plays, 22. 8.26 to go in the second term. Entire power holiday getaway sale clock. Well, if you're the Sixers right now, you just need to defend well, make everything hard for the Phoenix, and they'll give you chances to get back. Gary Brown at the top. Goes to Williams, back in the 1-2. Good D from McCarran. Little finger on that one. Floating pass was Flowers. I said floating, but he was streaming pass in a hurry to the bucket. He was fouled. He'll go to the line. Good choice of words, Bond. Streaming is a fast float. <laughs> and uh, he does go fast, doesn't he? He's a tremendous athlete, Flowers. And yeah. uh, I think the, the height at which he was at caught Williams a little bit by surprise. I think Williams saw that play coming, but just wasn't quite at the level that Flowers was. And good... Uh, I think vision from McCarran to see a streaming flowers uh, at the basket as he makes his first free throw. No one has the speed on court that Flowers has. So if the Sixers can utilise that, might be in for a big night. Yeah, that's it. You know, and I you know, credit to Flowers too. I think he gets that and he's using that to his advantage. I mean, they, they missed him on a, on a couple of lobs, and, but he's making those opportunities happen because he's cutting hard to the basket off the ball. 35-24 on the Burbank Homes personal service scoreboard. Williams again in the paint. Little floater drops. He's up to 11 points now. Alan Williams, such a tough shot, so good at it. From a long way out, DJ Vasilovic, it's a bit of an air ball, thrown back in court. Mitch Creek tapped it out of court. Thrown a bit of a prayer, really. Mitch Creek tapped it out of court into the front row. Will be a 36's ball. Just in their defensive zone. 12 seconds on the shot clock. They are all over Vasilievich's threes too. They're just jumping out. He's had a couple of threes blocked already. Little eyebrow fake. Get him flying everywhere. 
McCarran at the elbow. He likes it from there. Rattles in and out. Great board from Wiley. Couldn't finish. Ref's called a foul. Some good signs from the Sixers on the boards early. I think they're winning a few of these hustle players early in this second quarter. Still 13 points down, but it feels like the tables are starting to at least even out a little bit with those effort areas. McCarran limbered the ball from the baseline. Not enough movement. In the end, gets it to Humphreys. Wants it back now from Humphreys. Eight seconds on the shot clock. Little no-look feed to Isaac Humphreys. He can't finish. Creek the board. Quality of shot is similar. The quality of finish is not. Gary Brown, ugly attempt at a bucket at the other end. Might have pulled up a bit lame too, Brown. Looks like he got a cork. He might have. To Jacob Wiley. He floated his way through the key. Finger rolled it in for two. And all of a sudden, Sixers are looking a little better. 37-26. Foul is on Mitch McCarran. While he's been good tonight, you know, he's bringing what he normally brings, which is his energy. But defensively, he's been solid as well. And been very active around the rebounds, especially offensively. Give him a play of the quarter. Tucks and path pavers. And budget car and truck rental. Wiley's got 10 points. Alan Williams at 11 for the respective teams. Cummings got the ball into Creek, then got it back. Now drives on Humphreys. Can't finish. Flowers the board. Humphreys excellent there. Just hesitated a little. Did Flowers, then got it to Wiley. Vasilovic was fouled by Cummins. And I'm not sure if he's going to give that shots or not. I think he should. Yep. He is giving it two shots. Excellent play and read by Vasilievich. He felt the contact. There was no chance he was going to shoot that uh, at that spot when he got it, but he felt the contact, pushed it up, gets a couple of free throws. That's, that's what you need to do to you get yourself going too. Get to the line, get a couple of free throws, and now he's got a chance to bring it back to single digits. And Mike Kelly has called a timeout. We're here for Panasonic Air Conditioning, and we are driven by Australian Motors on the Burbank Homes Personal Service scoreboard. Phoenix lead at 37-26. DJ Vasilovic will have two shots when we come back from the timeout. Any uh, stats for budget car and truck rental catching your eye there, Sapper? Yeah, well, 70% at quarter time for the Phoenix, now down to 58. So they missed a few shots now, and credit some of that to the defence for sure. They're, and Isaac Humphries has been good at the basket, changing shots. So sometimes it's just a make or miss thing. I feel like the Sixers could have been a little bit closer. A couple of little pick and roll opportunities missed down one end. And then you, know, you could do the same shot for Alan Williams down the other. And he's just a, a world pro at that sort of stuff. And he's making those types of shots. So opportunity for the Sixers to bring the ball with a couple of free throws from DJ Vasilovic, bring the game back to nine points. And then there's a little bit of a different complexion about the game. You know, when you're out by double digits, it's, you take shots more freely. You're not thinking about it as much. But inside that single uh, figure range, and that's where they want to be at half time, that uh, starts to become a different complexion of the game. So DJ uh, is going to get all sorts of attention and don't expect that to change. But I think the key here is the, the likes of Wiley and Humphreys. How are they moving off? the extra attention that DJ is getting and what sort of opportunities can McCarran and Flowers create in the full court that will help the Sixers get some easy ones. Vasilovic misses the first. Very unlike him. He's a bit disgusted in himself at the moment. 
6.31 to go yeah, on sixes. the tie power clock. Sorry, Bonds. You're right. The, the best in the league free throw percentage-wise and haven't been able to do much from the line tonight. Makes that. Gets it back to a 10-point game. It's been a 9-2 run in the first three and a half minutes of the second term for the Sixers as Kenyon drives, kicks it to the corner. Tarangi by himself. Splash. Rotation issues from the Sixers. We had two players go to help that drive when Isaac Humphreys should have been the one. And DJ Vasiljevic also ran to the basket instead of running to the deep corner. 40 plays 27. Vasiljevic driving on Kenyon. Williams, nice block. Tried to, Humphreys tried to get it back into court. Stepped on the line. The Phoenix ball baseline. Good intent from Vasiljevic to take the ball at Williams, but he didn't really Everybody take the ball at Williams. He tried to finesse it past him, and Williams was all over it. The best thing you do with those shot-blocking type of guys is go right at the body. He already had two fouls. Chance to pick up his third in the quarter. That would have been something different. Williams outside the arc. Now he takes one dribble, and that little one-handed floater goes again for Williams. Amazing. He's up to 13. Absolutely pure. Good-looking shot. We're right behind that as Wiley drives on Creek. That's not going. Flowers got up high, got the board, and put it back in over the top of Williams. Wow. That was elite athleticism. Strength as well. You're not often that Williams loses a hand-on-hand -hand contest on the rebounds, but Flowers got him that time. Ben Air from the elbow. Bounces around the rim. Now it's bouncing off hands. And the ref has called a foul here on Alan Williams. Just uh, collected McCarran in the face. That's a big call. It is. Third foul for Williams. That'll mean he'll sit. So he's got three fouls. And Will Cummings has three fouls. Cadeen and Humphreys with a couple each. The only foul trouble for the 36ers. Well, there's your offensive plan in that, in that second half is just to involve those two defenders yep. in as many ball, screen, and uh, two-man actions as you can. We're in the bonus as well. So DJ Vasiljevic will take two shots. I thought it was McCarran that got hit in the face, but maybe because McCarran was on the court. Maybe it was uh, Vasiljevic. Makes both. 42-31. He's muscled his way to nine points, or so DJ Vasiljevic. He's uh, not having the, the cleanest of looks, but he's doing a good job creating for his team. Ben Air drives through the key. Want to take on Wiley, stripped by McCarran. Back down the other end, the no-look pass. Vasiljevic for three, doesn't go. Kenyon up and grabs the board. Quick offense from the Sixers down the other end. Creek. To Tarangi. Nice ball skills. His shot is short, though. Flowers, the rebound. Flowers has been good. Activity. Well. In the long socks tonight. Trenton Flowers. Humphreys. Into the post on Daniel Johnson. Backing DJ in. Little baby hook. Can't go. DJ the board. Quality shot. Just got to go in. Ben Air. Always in a hurry, Ben Air. Nice feed underneath to Matt Kenyon for two. 44-31 on the Burbank Homes personal service scoreboard. Great cut from Kenyon from the weak side. Six of the defenders have turned their back, snuck in behind them. Easy layup. Great play for Tuscan Path Pavers. McCarran 
Little give to Humphreys. Little finger roll from him. Another bucket to the Sixers. That's a pick and roll involving Daniel Johnson. Now, DJ's just not a renowned defender on that uh, pick and roll, and McCarran knows it, dragging Isaac Humphreys up into a two-man action, getting easy buckets. Tarangi drives with the left hand. Can't finish. And it was off the hands of Humphreys. It will be a Phoenix ball from the baseline. As the switch checks out for Nick Marshall, who played some good minutes last week and getting rewarded. He did, and what I liked about Nick Marshall was, you know, despite not playing for a, a number of games this season, came on and was aggressive and was smart with the ball, created some things for his team. DJ drawing a lot of attention but really needs a rest. And, um, you know, Marshall's coming over Sunday Detch in this second quarter. Sunday not real effective in his few minutes in that first quarter, so seeing what Marshall can do. Gary Brown aggressive. Yeah, it's the right call. It's a goal 10. And the basket will count. Very late. It was a very late call. Not the right one. Off the glass. Isaac Humphrey's just got a little finger on it. 46 plays 33. We're here for Panasonic Air Conditioning. Driven by Australian Motors. Nick Marshall. Little handoff to McCarran. At the top. Might have got fouled by Brown. Didn't matter. He likes that little jumper from the elbow, doesn't he, Sapper? Well, he, he had some room there because D, DJ dropped all the way to the basket worrying about the role of Isaac Humphreys. Another foul call here on McCarran. He doesn't like it. A lot of players not liking fouls tonight. It was a very physical game. Yes. Neither team is able to make easy cuts. There's a lot of holding and pushing off the ball. And McCarran was trailing heavily on Brown. He'll check out of the game, Mitch McCarran. This is second personal foul. 46 plays, 35. So the refs have to adjust when it's this physical as well? Well, I once played for Brian Gorgian. Brian Gorgian said, everyone needs to foul every play because they can only call one foul each play. <laughs> and it, it feels like that. It does. Gary Brown almost lost the handle, slipped over, got it back. Good D from Flowers. Has to kick it out to Kenyon. And Flowers gets the board. And he'll walk it up court. Swing it to Smith-Milner. A little handoff to DJ Vasilovic. Gary Brown hits the court. Vasilovic's floater is no good, and Bay gets the board. So Mitch McCarron and CJ Bruton are just arguing as Daniel Johnson hits his second three for the game. 49-35. Nick Marshall drives through the key, baseline, kicks it out. Smith Milner now, Vasilovic gets the pick. He's at the foul line, backs back outside the three. It rattles in and out. Gary Brown the board and he's off to the races. Down the other end, through the key. Blocking foul called on Vasilovic. Brown will go to the line for two. Right call. That's the... Oh, it's such a, well, it's a slogan of the NBL, but every moment matters, doesn't it? Uh, DJ three down one end, a miss three down the other, ignites a fast break, and another chance now to bring it back out to you know, a comfortable 16-point lead. And, uh, and what looked like a Sixers dominant quarter has been wrestled back by Phoenix in this last little bit as the bench unit has come on for the Sixers. And um, just uh, yeah, real hard to gain ground on this Phoenix team. 
Barry Brown makes the first foul shot. 50 plays 35. They led it 17 by 17 at quarter time. And they now lead by 15. 150 to go on the tyre power clock. Holiday getaway sale. Substitution. Daniel Johnson checks out for Craig Muller. Johnson with a couple of threes, but defensively he's uh, a bit he's, of a liability out there. Daniel Johnson. Yeah, he is. Um, Reese Vague is another one who's not fantastic defensively, and they should look to be involving him in ball screens as well. Here he is. Kenyon guarding Vasilovic. Good pick from Smith Milner. Vasilovic can't finish. Gary Brown the board. Always in a hurry. Now he'll just slow it up. Swings it around. Tarangi wide open for three. And that had far too much air in it. Went over the top of the basket and out of court. Sixes ball from the sideline. 121 to go in the half. Kadeet at half court. Goes to Marshall. Have a look at the basket from outside three. Then decided against it. Drives, kicks to Kadee in the corner. Now back to Vasilovic. Eight seconds on the shot clock. Feeds Wiley. His fall away is long. Reese Vague the board. Tough shot. It was a tough shot. Good catch in the end to control it, but turnaround jump shot. Four other guys watching. No one on the offensive rebounds. Gary Brown kicks out to Craig Moller at the top. He's dangerous from here. That's long. Vasilovic the board. Kadee. Two for one opportunity here. Runs it up. Pulls up for the triple. Jason Kadee is long. Nick Marshall, great offensive rebound. He was fouled. Ref said play on. 30 seconds left in the half. Phoenix lead at 51-35. Slowing it down is Gary Brown. Nine on the shot clock. 18 on the game clock. Drives in, off the glass, another two for Gary Brown. 53-35, all of a sudden it's an 18-point lead. Vasilovic bumped out of court, no call again. Vague for three, that's long. Can't finish the half with a three-pointer. And this crowd's a bit stunned and a few boos coming from the Adelaide fans. Not happy with the men in green, I don't think, but the Phoenix lead it. 53-35 at halftime. Back at the Adelaide Entertainment Centre straight after this. <laughs> Welcome back to the Adelaide Entertainment Centre. Halftime here. We've got an Indigenous uh, performance going on at halftime, which looks absolutely amazing. And uh, the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, they've looked amazing for the whole game. They've uh, led by 17 points at quarter time. They lead by 18 points at halftime. 53-35. Uh, Paul Bonzer here with Rupert Sapwell. We're here for Panasonic Comfort Cloud. Set your air conditioning from your phone and Waver and Southern Mitsubishi driven by Australian Motors. Sapper, let's look at some stats. First for uh, budget car and truck rental. Get on the road faster, 13, 27, 27. Well, it felt like the Sixers did better in that quarter and in a number of categories they did. They were getting out-rebounded 13 to 7 in that first quarter. Only seven boards, not yes. enough. Uh, but they got more competitive on those boards. 22 to 26 it is at half time. So got a few more possessions. They've been looking after the ball. Only four turnovers at half time. But 
It's really the, the quality of shots and the shot percentage that is hurting the Sixers. They're shooting at 15 of 41, 36%. In contrast, that to 21 of 40, 52% for the Phoenix. They're just making more of their shots. It's not necessarily even the shot quality. It's just that the Alan Williamses of the world are making those tough little runners and floaters in there, and, you know, the 36 of players aren't. Jacob Wiley's been really effective for the 36ers, 5 of 7 for his 10 points to go along with 8 rebounds, getting a real nice game in there. And by the numbers, Trenton Flowers is probably the second best 36ers, 6 points, 5 boards, quite efficient there, 2 or 3 from the field for him. Uh, and for the Phoenix, Ruben Tarangi's been good, 10 points on 4 of 7. Alan Williams, as we've mentioned, has been everywhere, 13 uh, points on 6 of 10 shooting for him and Mitch Creek uh, reliable for his 9 points on 3 of 4 so you know the Brown and Cummings haven't even really been got going yet it's really been the big fellas for the Phoenix that have been doing well and it's been off of their pick and roll action so it's not like they've been ineffective but yeah lots of lots of things to like about the Phoenix Sixers with all the work to do in the second half for Burbank Homes inspiring design and personal service do you have an inspirational moment in that first half uh, look, Tarangi coming on and, and uh, shooting well has yeah. been effective as well, but Alan Brown is probably the, the difference at the... Alan Williams, Alan Williams sorry, Gary Brown, one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Brown, the courtside announcer, is also inspirational. Um, look, he's, uh, Alan Williams has been very good as well. He's just tough in there, so, yeah, yeah. he's good. All right. Back for the second half action here from Adelaide. At halftime, the Phoenix lead it 53-35. And driven by Australian Motors Mitsubishi. Vasilovic on the 45. He drives past Williams and scores the first bucket for the Sixers. I like that thought from DJ Vasilovic. Williams doesn't want to pick up an early foul. Drove hard at his hip. Forced him to get out of the way. Humphreys at the top. Wants to drive on Williams. Blows past him and lays it in. Well, nice a move. Karen. Little give to Humphreys. Little finger roll from him. Another bucket to the Sixers. Mitch McCarron and... CJ Bruton are just arguing as Daniel Johnson hits his second three for the game. Drives in off the glass. Another two for Gary Brown. Vasilovic bumped out of court. No call again. Vague for three. That's long. Can't finish the half with a three-pointer. And this crowd's a bit stunned and a few boos coming from the Adelaide fans. Not happy with the men in green, I don't think. But the Phoenix lead it. 53-35 at halftime. Welcome back to the Adelaide Entertainment Centre. Just about to get underway in the second half. Mike Kelly holding on to the Phoenix players just for a second. As the starting five for the Adelaide 36ers is Wiley, Flowers, McCarran, Vasilovich and Humphreys. We're here for Panasonic Air Conditioning and we are driven by Australian Motors Mitsubishi. Here comes the Phoenix, it's Creek, Brown, Williams, Moller, and Cummings. Paul Bonzerup and Sapwell with you right across the country on SEN. NBL Live, it's the Phoenix by 18 points, 53, plays 35. It's been a, we've just got a bit of a hold up here because I think the Indigenous 
dance uh, that went on at halftime. They've left a little bit of stuff on the court, so they're just going to won't need to clean that up. Doesn't look doesn't look bad from here. Maybe it's just a little bit slippery. Speaking of things to clean up, 0-9 from the three-point line, the Sixers in that half. 5 and 10 for the Phoenix, 0 of 9. If you're looking for a 15-point difference, there it is. Could you do better than 0 from 9? I reckon I could do better than 0 I reckon I nine. could do 0. Yeah, no, I, reckon <laughs> I reckon there's a lot of people in this crowd who do better than 0 from 9. Now, you've got to credit the excellent yes. Phoenix defense. Several of those shots have been uh, blocked three-point attempts from Dejan Vasiljevic. I mean, that's his excellent team defense from the Phoenix. But, you know, the other thing you've got to ask is you know, how easy are the shots that the Sixers are forced to take because of the defense. They're, they're not easy. There hasn't been too many wide-open three-point shots no, at all. they've taken some tough shots. They have. To say. And so you credit the Phoenix defense on forcing them to shoot poorly from the three-point line. And normally the Sixers are good at defending the three-point line, but not so tonight. The guards for the Phoenix have been able to get inside the, the inner or the outer sanctum of the defense and be able to draw help kick out to open three-point attempts so the quality of three-point shots the Phoenix are taking are much higher. Alan Williams leads all scorers with 13 points. Jacob Wiley with 10 for the Sixers. And we're underway in the second half. Gary Brown on the 45. Goes to the top. Williams. Now swings it to Cummins. Shut down by Vasilovic. At the foul line. Williams. Doesn't make the first shot. Vasilovic the board. He walks it up court. Mr. Humphreys on the elbow, hand off to Flowers. Guarded by Moller, now back into the post to Humphreys. Wants to drive on Williams. Spin move was nice. Back inside and laid it off the glass. Well, I don't know that that was the plan, but it should have been the plan. Remember, Williams is on three fouls. Gets That's his right. ball so early, he's got to back off on that. They should be going to Humphreys at every opportunity or involving Williams in on-ball screens. So Humphrey scores at one end and then a block at the other. Give him the uh, Tuscan Path Pavers play of the quarter. 53 plays 37. Burbank Holmes inspiring design scoreboard. Foul off the ball. It's on Trenton Flowers. Holding foul on Muller as he cut his way to the hole. There's a lot of braids and dreads in that matchup. <laughs> there he is. Great call, Sapper. Cummings. It's a little peek from Gary Brown. Gets to the foul line. Tries his luck in a little floater. And his luck pays off. Unattended. Refused that on-ball screen. Was able to waltz right into the keyway. 55-37. Inside the second minute of play in the third quarter. In the post. Humphreys is going to take uh, Williams to the basket again. And scores again. Well, there's their offense. Doesn't need to be anything better. Smart play from the Sixers to recognize that and go to him two times in a row, Humphreys. Now they've got to stop him down this end. Lead by 16, the Phoenix. Moller drives, hesitates, kicks out. Cummings, long range three. In and out, Wiley, the rebound. Brings the ball up court himself. Hands off to Flowers, wants to take Moller to the hole. Nice finish from the next start. He's played well. He's been very efficient for his minutes. Got the start from CJ Bruton as a reward for his first half effort. Started well. With the left hand, Trenton Flowers now up to eight points. 
Williams at the other end. Vasilovic got a hand in there, knocked it out of court. Will be a Sixers ball. Adelaide fans just getting a little bit more involved here. Vasilovic drives through, hands off to Humphreys, cannot finish. It was wide open. And just too much power in the layup. Cummings fouled by McCarran, who's not happy about it either. He's been grumpy tonight, Mitch McCarran. He has. He realises how important this game is for his team. He's played well. He's been efficient too. There's been not too many sixes with a positive plus minus, but he's one of them. 7.37 on the tyre power clock. Your MVP tyre experts for your family. Craig Moller looks at a three. That's long. Wiley, another rebound for him. How many rebounds are he up to now? Be Sapper, now I'll, get, yeah. I'll get you to check that. For budget car and truck rental down the other end. Phoenix can't make it go again. Creek with the rebound. Humphreys fouls Williams. Battling away at the foul line. And he does have nine. Wiley, thank you, mate. Stats for budget car and truck rental. 55-41. Burbank Homes inspiring design scoreboard. Side ball Phoenix. Cummings goes to Creek. Might have caught one on the side of the head from Wiley. Creek, but he plays on. Brown at the foul line. Kick to Mitch Creek outside the arc. Takes the three. Good board from Flowers. And he says, let's go as he rips it down. Vasilovic to Wiley. Wants to take on Creek. Does just that. Can't finish. Alan Williams rebounded. Now Cummins. Goes to Williams. He takes on Humphreys. And Jacob Wiley the rebound. Sixers defense has picked up this quarter bonds. Certainly has. Still a 14-point lead to the Phoenix. Wiley working on Moller. Gets the friendly roll. 55-43, Burbank Homes Inspiring Design scoreboard. Eight points already in this quarter, having a hard time scoring most of the game, the Sixers, but they've all been interior buckets. And just two points in the first four minutes for the Phoenix. Cummings, he looks at a three. That looked long, it was long. Rebound Adelaide. McCarran, first one down the other end of the court, so we just wait for some teammates. Now goes to Flowers. Wiley at the top, back to McCarran, at the foul line, fake the shot and laid it in. It's back to a 10-point game, 55-45. Screens are starting to stick, Sixers starting to finish close to the basket. Gary Brown gets to the foul line, head fake, almost lost it, somehow got it to Creek. And the foul on Wiley and he knows it. It's just a bit clumsy from Jacob Wiley. You look at the, the, the type of shots and how difficult it is for the Sixers to get anything, sorry, for the Phoenix to get anything close to the basket. Williams has tried and been well defended by Humphreys. And a couple of uh, three-point shots for less well-known three-point shooters has been excellent defense and forcing the shots to be taken by the wrong players if you're a Phoenix fan. Which Creek at the line for two. We're here for Panasonic Air Conditioning and 
We are driven by Australian Motors Mitsubishi as Mitch Creek almost missed the bucket on his first shot and he just hit the front of the rim. Crowd gets louder and hungrier. Mitch Creek has made the second and just gives the cheeseburger sign <laughs> as he walks back down the court. Shoves a cheeseburger in his girl. <laughs> loves it, Mitch Creek. He absolutely loves it. Galloway in for his first minutes tonight. Nick Marshall back on court as well, along with Smith, Milner and Kadeet. Four subs. Marshall drives to the hole. It bounces out, will be in a, a Phoenix ball from the baseline. So this is two scripts at the moment for the Sixers. They've had good starts to each quarter, but as they subbed their bench unit on, that bench unit has struggled. So four of the five starters are off at the moment for the Sixers and see what the Phoenix can do. They leave Craig alone at the top and he makes them pay. And blows a kiss to his coach. But how sweet was that? 59-45. Vasilovic takes on Creek. He was fouled. Vasilovic will go to the line. But the ref is called unsportsmanlike. So the Sixers will get the ball back. Well, I don't think there was intent there, but there was there was a result. And it was clumsy from Mitch Creek. He was in the air. DJ got him in the air. Creek came back down and was draped all over his shoulders. Not much he could do there, but... See on the we'll replay here, Sapper. Yeah, it's where he rolls his hand down. It's a natural reaction when you're in the air to protect yourself and grab. But as soon as you lower your hands and it comes down around the head and the shoulder area of the offensive player, it is an unsportsmanlike foul. It uh, ends up being nasty. It's the second foul. Vasilovic is at the line for a couple. There's 4.50 left on the clock to tie up out. The MVP tyre experts for your family. Vasilovic made the first. 59-46. Have you got any stats for budget car and truck rental? Well, that's his... He was missed a couple of free throws, but he's now four of six, five of seven. So starting to build there. And Vasilovic needs to be up around the 20-point mark by the end of this game. And he's headed that way. He's got 11 or so points now. But uh, getting those types of buckets to the free throw line, to the, you know, like open stuff to the basket, they're the ways they can build that points tally up. Wants a drive on Daniel Johnson. Kicks it out to Galloway. That's butter. Three points to Kyron Galloway. And it's under 10. We're back to a nine-point game. 59-50. Please a pick and pop the red. Creek thought about another three. Got it to Brown. Brown answers with a three of his own. 62-50. They is controlling the game. Good pick from Milner on Creek. Allowed some room for Vasilovic. Nick Marshall got up high, got the rebound, put it back. Outstanding athleticism from Marshall. He's a very, very good athlete. And we got a photographer who's standing in our way. Not the best spot now. He's, you must have heard me. He's gone. If, I had, here. if I had less water in my drink bottle, I would have thrown it at him. But anyway, <laughs> don't want to waste that water. Ben Eyre left alone for three. That's long. Galloway up high. Cleans up the glass. Dodge the bullet. Ben Eyre, very good three-point shooter this year. Back-to-back -back threes for Galloway. You betcha! And the LA fans love it. There's something happened off the ball here, Sapper. The ref's talking to Tahi Smith-Milner. And it will be 
A substitution. Vasilovic will check out of the game. Flowers checks back in. And we've got a timeout. We are here for Panasonic Air Conditioning and we are driven by Australian Motors Mitsubishi. We have 3.38 left on the tyre power clock, the MVP tyre experts. Sapper, what do you got for us? Well, Adelaide uh, have maintained their shooting percentage and the Phoenix have come out cold in this third quarter. They're down to 44%, 24 of 54. 23 of 52, 44% for the 36 as well. Spot on 44% each. And a couple of three-pointers have gone down. Thank you, Kyron Galloway. I was beginning to think that there wasn't a three-point line for the 36ers. But he's hit two, come in. Excellent input off the bench for him. So they're now two of 12, a paltry 17%, but two of their last two bonds, so going pretty well there. And I think that's been the difference. A little bit of energy, and I mentioned almost with horror that the bench unit hadn't got it done for the Sixers so far tonight, but they've been very good in this last few minutes. And it's come down to the defense. They've been defending really well, forcing Phoenix into tough shots. They've hit a couple, but it's, and it's been a you know, ball movement and a little bit of quick shooting just to loosen this game up a little bit. And all the momentum now is with the Sixers. So a good timeout from Mike Kelly to see if he can get some of that energy out of the stadium. Well, the Adelaide 36ers have outscored the Phoenix 20 to nine in the first six and a half minutes of this quarter. Well, Vasivich has got going as well, and uh, Marshall's come on and done some good things athletically. He's been good. What you've got to do now, and what Phoenix want to do, is get that ball some close touches. I'm looking at the, the, the unit they have out there at the moment. It's pick and pop, and it's defense. So you've got really only Ben Eyre, who's going to be coming off a whole bunch of screens. Pick and pop screens from Reese Vague and Daniel Johnson. Yep. And then you've got two defenders out there. One for Ruben Tarangi, who's a capable three-point shooter. And another in Matt Kenyon, who's going to be swiping to the basket for offensive rebounds. So not a very potent uh, offensive team out there unless they're going to feature Daniel Johnson. Kyron Galloway, the Tuscan Path Favors player of the quarter. Back-to-back -back triples from him. So it looked, yeah, it looked like what happened was uh, an off-the-ball foul. Toy Smith-Milner was unsportsmanlike like foul. 13. Foul on 13. There is no 13. Could have no. been 14. Gary Brown. There's no foul registered to him as well on the scoreboard. A bit of a loss here. No, I missed that one. It was, it was uh, away from the play. Galloway hit that second three, and we're all hands up. And maybe Smith Milner's at the line. There we go. So it is on Gary Brown. Okay. Thanks, Alan Brown. Court announcer for the Adelaide 36ers. Smith Milner can't make the first. This, unbelievably, will get it back to a five-point game. And he does make the second sorry six point game 62 plays 56 on the Burbank Homes Inspiring Design scoreboard baseline ball for the Phoenix Mike Kelly on screen does not look happy at all 337 to go in the third Reese Faye on the 45 to Tarangi. They swing it around the arc. Daniel Johnson. Guarded by Smith-Milner. 
Kicks it to Ben Eyre. Nick Marshall in his face. He drives to the foul line. Ben Eyre can't finish. Sixes with the boards. Vasilovich quickly down the other end. Always. His name. Yeah, he wants to. He wants to. You've already wasted that yeah, one. You've wasted that one. No one's believing you anymore. He wanted to. Wanted to go to the replay, but Sixers can't do that. He wasted the first one in the first quarter. Phoenix ball. I don't like this group, this offensive group for the Phoenix. They're not sure where they're going to get their points from. They're going to rely on Ben Air. Tried to find Daniel Johnson under the bucket. Smith Milner got a hand in there. Got the steal. Kadee, Smith Milner, Marshall at the top. Got it to Smith Milner, then back to Marshall. He's got Daniel Johnson in front of him. The triple is short. Smith Milner the board. In fact, it's Goran Galloway. He was fouled and he'll go the line for two. Well, they switched that on-ball screen. Daniel Johnson was left on Nick Marshall at the top of the key. There's two ways to exploit that. Either go into the post where Kyron Galloway was guarded by Ben Eyre or you exploit the mismatch on the perimeter. What you do when you shoot that perimeter shot is that you're vulnerable as a defensive team with that mismatch underneath the glass. And that's what happened. Galloway had to be boxed out by Ben Eyre, who was a foot shorter than him. He got the offensive rebound. A couple of chances for some points for Galloway from the free throw line. Makes the first. Is Mike Kelly just giving his his starters a rest here for the last two minutes and try and run them most of the last quarter? Well, he has to, but uh, yeah. I don't know that uh, that would have been the group I would have put on there. I would have, you know, staggered that the rest of that starting group there. Mitch Creek is back on now, yes. but, yeah, you needed uh, a little bit more offensive balance there. 62, plays 58. Four-point lead to the Phoenix. Ben Eyre at the top. Step back three. Doesn't go. Galloway. The board over the top of Kenyon. Now Kadee swings it to Vasilovic. Almost in range. Puts up the shot. Makes the shot. It's a one-point game, Boggs. It's unbelievable. No one saw this at halftime. And the Sixers are back in it. With the next possession, they might even hit the front. 62, place 61. Kenyon almost lost the handle. Good D from Vasilovic, caused the travel. And DJ's puffed up. Yells at the crowd. Will be a side ball sixes. They had the wrong group on Phoenix in that, in that area. They just could not get some points on the board. They've subbed in all their starters again. No, at least Alan, uh, sorry, Alan Cummings. Brown, I'll just say that again. But, and uh, Williams. <laughs> come back in again, but uh, they needed some of that offensive firepower there. Their offense has completely fallen in the hole. It'll be a turnover. Kadee was looking for Vasilovic. He was checked on the cut and just couldn't get to the ball in time. Phoenix ball from the baseline. 1.30 to go in the third quarter. Phoenix lead it by a point. Cummings. Goes to Tarangi on the 45. Drives to the foul line. Is fouled by Jason Kadee. And he'll go to the line for two shots. Uh, just had his hands extended. Kadee didn't really need to do that. Tarangi going left. Not a high percentage. Tough shot. Thought I would. Yeah, so perhaps going to let him go on that one. But, you know, established a, a level of physicality and exertion on the defensive end. Last thing you want to do is give up layups. So you've got to roll with that. Tarangi makes the first. 63-61 on the Burbank Homes scoreboard. We're here for 
Panasonic air conditioning, and we are driven by Australian Motors. Doesn't make the second, Nick Marshall the board. Kadee will bring the ball up for the Adelaide 36ers. 1.18 to go in the third. Sixers have come from nowhere to be within a bucket. Smith Milner outside the arc, goes to Galloway, closed down by Creek. Five on the shot clock. Vasilovic wants to rush a shot, kicks it smartly to Smith Milner, hits the rim, doesn't drop. And will be a Phoenix ball from the sideline. Yeah, got a uh, really good look. Really good look there. Uh, Galloway rolled hard through the help defender. That meant Toy Smith Milner's uh, options were wide open on that weak side. DJ got it to him. Good shooter, Toy Smith Milner. Yes. Couldn't make it on that one. Creek, ball in hand. Got the pick from Williams. Now swings it to Tarangi. Good D from Kadee. Into the post, Williams working on Galloway. Galloway called for the foul. And Alan Williams will go to the line for two shots. I was watching that. Williams had Galloway pinned right underneath the basket. Referee could have called four or five fouls in that episode, but waited until Williams shot the ball, got two free throws. Williams a little bit wobbly from the line tonight. It's a very high foul shot. Brings a bit of rain, but also one point. Yep, splash, beautiful shot. Up to 14 points to lead the Phoenix. And now 15 to lead all scorers. First bucket after halftime. And we'll check out of the game. Good call from Kelly. Doesn't want Williams to get his fourth foul in this third quarter. Which is 37 seconds to go. Dasilovic guarded by Creek. Drives on Creek, two points. Lays it in with the right hand. Back to a two-point game, 65-63. Sixers will get another shot here too. Good timing for Vasilievich on that shot. Gave him a two-for-one opportunity. Ten, five-second difference, shot clock game clock. Cummings winding it down. Shot clock at six. He's at the top, guarded by Nick Marshall. Nick Marshall went for the steal and fouled him. Look clean. Ref was right there. Called the hands foul. Two shots to Cummings. Wouldn't have been what I would have done, though. It was one second to go, and Marshall just reached in, gave a foul. Shot clock resets, but you know, would have had a chance to force a, a rebound and a fast break opportunity. Cummings gets a couple of shots to ensure a three-quarter time lead for his ball club. Makes the first. Up to seven points now, Will Cummings. Phoenix with a three-point lead. 5.6 seconds on the tyre power clock. The MVP tyre experts for your family. Makes a second, substitution. Owen Foxwell. First minutes for him. He's going to get about five seconds. I shouldn't say minutes. Vasilovic wants the last shot of the quarter. Jacks one up and nowhere! Is the Adelaide's new DJ, and he's playing all the hits. Quarter, three-quarter time. The Phoenix 67, the Adelaide 36ers 66. Last quarter coming up straight after this. Is she? Let's go. 
Big crowd at the Adelaide Entertainment Centre have seen the Adelaide 36ers score 31 points to 14 in the third quarter to make it a one-point game at three-quarter time. The Phoenix still lead it 67-66. Paul Bond and Rupert Sapper with you. We're here for Panasonic Air Conditioning and we are driven by Australian Motors Mitsubishi Sapper. Have you got some stats for budget car and truck rental? Well... It was all about the energy, but two stats that mattered were three points. We had four three-pointers that quarter, whereas none for the rest of the game. And the three-point shooting died off for the Phoenix in that quarter as well. So really it's uh, it's come down to, well, a one-point game now. And a 17-point run in that quarter. So 31 to 14 quarter. That was the major stat there. And the bench unit was the brutal unit that got that done for him in that one, Bond. So, fantastic minutes from Nick Marshall and and uh, Tyron Galloway, especially. They were on fire there, and and uh, it was the really a couple of puzzling uh, units out there for the Phoenix that just meant that their offense dried up. Didn't have any of their known scorers out there. So, statistically. It's a, the only stat that you really need to know now. It's a one-point game, an absolute game on. The crowd is awake. Yes. And it's absolutely firing, and DJ Vasiljevic has got the meeting out of the palm of his hands. Mitch McCarran, the skipper, back on court. We're underway. The Adelaide 36ers have possession. Wiley. And there's a foul, an offensive foul, on DJ Vasiljevic as Gary Brown went flying. DJ Vasilovic uh, looks concerned. He's going to try and help him up. So uh, DJ not worrying about the foul there. It was legit. Good well, news for Phoenix fans. Gary Brown's up. A couple of spoonfuls of relish on that thing too. You, you knew what was going to happen. Gary Brown threw himself back so hard that he hit his own head on the, on the floor. So... You can hear the uh, Adelaide crowds just seen the replay. Thought there was a fair bit of mayo on that. And he might get a bit as he comes to the bench as well. Ben Air will check in. Smart play from Brown, though. Knew that was going to happen. Great game of basketball. It's just the second foul for Vasilovic. Phoenix have it at the 45 in the hands of Ben Air. Goes to Williams in the post, working on Humphreys. Good D from Humphreys, not according to the ref. We call the hands foul, and Williams will go to the line for two. Well, any time that a standing defender has his hands other than immediately vertical, it's an easy foul to call from referees. And unfortunately, Humphreys had his left hand at an angle. It's his fourth foul. That's the budget car and truck rental. Williams tried to help that one in with body language, but it just fell over the front of the rim. Still chance for a cheeseburger for the Adelaide fans. And disappoints all the Adelaide fans by knocking in the second. Two-point lead to the Phoenix, 68-66. He's kept them interested from the foul line, though, hasn't he, Williams? Absolutely. <laughs> McCarran swings it to Wiley in the corner. Flowers. Flowers ties it up. 68 apiece. Oh, Mitch Creek just lost it. And it fell in the hands of Williams. 
He changed his mind at the last minute to pass it, but in the end, it worked out okay. Williams scored. Oh, so much physical contact inside that key there. 70-68, Burbank Holmes' personal service scoreboard. McCarran at the top to Humphreys. The handoff back to McCarran, lost the handle. In fact, it was tipped out of his hand by Cummings. It will be a sixes ball for the baseline. As Gary Brown checks back into the booze of the Adelaide fans. Gotta love the theatre. Humphreys wants Vasilovic to come to him and get the ball. Now hands to McCarran. McCarran drives all the way through. Can't finish. Flowers was there. Couldn't put it back. Wiley can. There are some serious athletes all over those rebounds. Flowers and Wiley and their head above the ring. Each of them pulling in massive offensive rebounds in that sequence. 70 apiece. In the last quarter, Mitch Creek's floater. No good. McCarran the board. You just slow it up. Flowers in the corner. Back to back threes. Flowers. <laughs> wow. Five out. Phoenix. Flowers loves the moment. Two fourth quarter threes from the next star. He's got his team up three. 73 to 70. Sixers lead for the first time in the game. And Trenton Flowers, player of the quarter for Tuscan Path Pavers. We are here for Panasonic Air Conditioning and we are driven by Australian Motors Mitsubishi. It is 73 to 70 in favour of the Adelaide 36ers on the Burbank Homes Personal Service scoreboard. We've got 8.07 to go on the tyre power clock. The holiday getaway sale is on now. South, but this has been unbelievable comeback from the six. Momentum. Momentum is uh, a real thing in sports, especially basketball, and especially in the home crowd. They've been absolutely nowhere at uh, halftime. You said to me, could, you know, could we expect more of the same in the second half? Bonds and I looked at you, rolled my eyes and went, yeah, I don't know if the Sixers can get back to you here, but it shows you how much the colour commentator knows because they have been unreal. I was right alongside you, and I think most people in this building would have been alongside you. Well, you know, the team has started to make some three-pointers. You, yes. you can't be that bad to the three-point line to expect to win games. So they've woken up, they've started to take shots, for sure, but it's been Kyrie Galloway and Trenton Flowers who've been particularly unreal from there and when there's been misses there's been guys all over the offensive rebound so starting to win those hustle areas as well Gary Brown to the booze of the Adelaide fans swings it to Cummings at the 45 guarded by Vasilovic takes him to the foul line his shot is short Trenton Flowers elevates up high got the board back down the other end McCarran at the foul line behind the back to Flowers Fans like that pass from the skipper. Eight on the shot clock. McCarran at the top. Finds Humphreys underneath and Humphreys travelled. Turns it over. The turnovers for the Sixers tonight have been much improved. They have. And, uh, of course, we say that. We've got a 
um, knock on wood, of course, if you're a Sixer fan. But <laughs> what, uh, it hasn't been a lack of defensive pressure from the Phoenix either. I just think they've just done a good job holding onto the ball because the Phoenix have been very good, particularly off the ball and not allowing Sixers easy catches in their offense. So been good that way, but not particularly handsy and, and getting steals, but as much as making it hard for the Sixers to get any good looks. Ben Air thought about the triple, then drove to the foul line, kicked it back to Creek, who tied it up at 73 apiece. For the longest time, it was Mitch Creek's outside shooting that was the, the scout on him. He just wasn't a good outside shooter, but he's shooting above 40% on the season. And really, I don't know why he's not an M NBA player. If he can get that going at a consistent level, everyone's always thought, well, there's not much else that's going to hold him because he's good enough everywhere else. He much improved his three-point shooting with his little stint in the U.S. Playing G League and a couple of NBA games. Nice spin move from Humphreys. Makes it 75-73 in favour of the Sixers. He had the mismatch. Kicks to the corner. Moller, head fake. The drive. Kick back to Cummings in the corner. That's a little long. And Vasilovic grabs the rebound. Trent Flowers mismatch on coming underneath. And there's an offensive foul on DJ Vasilovic. Yeah, that was on Jacob Wiley for setting an illegal screen ah, there. And they've just been dynamite on those things for a couple of years now. So you just got to be absolutely motionless when you're setting that on-ball screen. And I think he would have st stuck his hip out a little bit and collected the defender. Williams put his head down, drove to the bucket. Couldn't get the roll. Wiley the board. Kicks it to McCarran. McCarran takes a three. That goes down. McCarran joins the three party. They've now made six in the second half, the Sixers. 12 lead 12, by five. Sorry, 12 rebounds for Wiley as well, having an impact at both ends. That's the budget, Karen Truck Rental. Ben Air in the corner. Got it to Williams at the foul line. Jeez, that's a lovely shot, that little floater from Williams. Well, it's just absolute money, isn't it? It's just a, it's a hard shot to master, and he's done it well. He's up to 20 points to lead all scorers. Vasilovic with 19 for the Sixers. Humphreys has it at the top. Little handoff to Vasilovic. And there's a foul here on Ben Eyre as he was reaching in. Seventy-eight, seventy-five on the Burbank Homes Personal Service scoreboard. Tire player clock. The holiday getaway sales on now. It reads five thirty-three left in the game. It's been a game of two halves. It's been all the thirty-sixes in the second half. We still got a long way to go in this one. Hope you're enjoying it on SEN all around the country. Jacob Wiley. Backing in Mitch Creek, gets into the paint. His little fall away is long. Muller with the board, quickly down the other end. Creek will take Vasilovic on. Kicks to Ben Eyre in the corner for three. That's long. Wiley the rebound. That was a really good look for a really it good was. shooter. Sometimes you've got to be lucky. Flowers to Humphreys at the top. Waiting for Vasilovic. Ben Eyre is all over Vasilovic. Got a little bit of space, put up a shot, and he will go to the line. Ben Air whacked Vasilovic in the back of the scone, so he'll get two shots. It's, he's been guarded so physically, DJ. He's going to be absolutely exhausted, and he'll be a 
well too entitled to an ice bath after this one. He's been battered and the Phoenix defenders have done an excellent job pushing him off lines. He's had nothing easy, no easy shots the whole game. So it's a really struggle for everything he's gotten tonight. We're here for Panasonic air conditioning. We are driven by Australian Motors Mitsubishi. Southern and Wayville Mitsubishi. Great friends of our coverage. Good shooters and good scorers. I think back to the greatest of all time in the NBL, Andrew Gaze. Did a really good job of getting to the line a lot. And so sometimes when you're not shooting well from the perimeter, getting those free throws is a way to keep your score ticking over. And DJ's gotten there nine times already tonight, seven of nine. So getting your score tick over, just doing things bit by bit. For the five-point lead, CJ Bruton calls a timeout. And there is 4.53 to go on the tyre power clock, the holiday getaway sale. So it's just been... It's been unbelievable, really, this second half from the Adelaide 36ers. Well, they trailed by 17 at quarter time, 18 at half time, got it back to one point, and then they lead by five. Yeah, it is. It's 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 like the Phoenix have forgotten what got them there in the first place. And you know, if we're honest, you know, making shots has something to do with it. In the first half, they were making the shots, and in the second half, they're missing it. They've had good looks, just not going in. And it's been the opposite for the 36ers. In the first half, they had good looks that weren't making them. Second half, they've had some looks that started to go in, and then a little bit of confidence started chucking up more stuff, and it's all going in now. So you, you get that wind in your sails and that rush of adrenaline. You start taking a little, a few more calculated risks, calculated risks offensively, calculated risks defensively, and all of a sudden it's a, you know, momentum is all with the Sixers. Now... There's a lot of experienced players on the Phoenix side, so you know, no one on that squad is panicking right now, no. but somewhere along the line, they've just got to start making shots. The Adelaide 36 has outscored the Phoenix 45-22 to 22 in the second half. Yeah, well, that's not something you, you plan on, and it wouldn't have happened to the Phoenix all year, so it's one of those uh, games where anything could happen in these last four and a half minutes. Cummings. Drives all the way. Nice move from him. Good finish. Laid it in with the right hand. 80 plays 77. Sixers lead it. McCarran to Humphreys. Tried to find Vasilovic. Nice cut to the hoop, but just a little bit long for him, so he pulled it out. DJ now works on Mitch Creek. Has he drawn the foul? He has on Matt Kenyon. And DJ Vasilovic will go to the line for two. Nice drive. <laughs> uh, what a muse you then, Salva. Well, it's just the battering that DJ Vasilovic <laughs> is taking right now. He's absolutely <laughs> smashed. Now, he's a, he's a chunky character, so, you know, like yes. he's, he's built for it. He can handle this type of beat-up. But you're looking at his body language now, and he is, he is exhausted. And CJ's got to manage this. You can't take him off, but I think you've got to manage your timeouts to give him a break at some stage here. So he's probably got a couple of timeouts up his sleeve. There's no rest on the defensive end. Maybe you can guard Matt Kenyon, but what you don't want to do is turn your back on Kenyon and, and uh, give him a cut to the basket or an offensive rebound. But another bucket from the free throw line for DJ, and he's going well. 23 points now for DJ Vasilovic. That's that for budget car and truck rental. 4.15 to go in the game. 36ers lead it by five. Coming down by as much as 18 points. Matt Kenyon looks at a three from the corner. And that drops. 
much needed bucket for the Phoenix. Well, Mitch, Mitch, Creek, nice yeah, Mitch Creek drew that help from DJ Vasiljevic. DJ helped out. Kenyon wide open in the corner. You probably picked that. He's a capable shooter, Kenyon, but not one he wants to take it often. And uh, he's good enough to make that one. Flat looking shot, but had the confidence to take it. He draws a foul. Next Phoenix foul is free throws for Sixers, too, with three minutes 51 to go. Sixers will know that and do well to try and force extra fouls and easy buckets from the free throw line. Kenyon is all over Vasilovic. He has the peel. He gets to the elbow. Kicks to Wiley. Now Flowers. Straight up. Triple is long. Players fighting for the ball. Ends up in the hands of Alan Williams. A long pass intercepted by Flowers. Big steal. We've had a player of the quarter for Tuscan Park Favors. Trenton Flowers in the corner. Swings it to Wiley. He takes a three. Oh, my goodness. If Jacob Wiley's hitting threes. He's been very good too, Wiley. He's been excellent at both ends. Very efficient all night. Rebounding well. Easy double-figure rebounds. Massive shot to take. Knocks it down. 17 points for Wiley. Creek thought about answering with a three, then drove to the hoop. Great rebound, Alan Williams. He was fouled on the putback, and he will go to the line for two shots. Every time there's a, a penetration into the key, that draws Isaac Humphreys. His job is to try and put pressure on that finish. He did his job really well, but the Sixers aren't equipped on that weak side to deal with Alan Williams, who's so big and strong. He got that offensive rebound. No one can keep him off the glass. Alan Williams at the line. Makes the first. We're here for Panasonic Air Conditioning and we are driven by Australian Motors nice. Mitsubishi. Paul Bonds and Rupert Sapper with you from the Adelaide Entertainment Centre. We thought we were going to get a blowout. Instead, we've got a cracker. Williams can't make the second. It's a four-point game. Sixers lead at 85-81. The Burbank Home scoreboard. Vasilovic. Counted by Cummings. Now with McCarran. Kenyon fouls him. And the skipper will go to the line for two shots. In the bonus. Well, what's happening now is that the big guys aren't showing off Isaac Humphreys. And that is allowing lanes to the basket and more noticeable fouls because the angle on that drive is a bit more obvious. So... Yeah, McCarran did a good job there. You know, Kenyon's going to guard him physically and was able to draw that foul. Makes the first. Give you the leading scorers for budget car and truck rental. Vasilovich with 23. Wiley with 17. Flowers with 13. The Phoenix, Williams 21. Creek 16. Tarangi 11. Misses the second, but the six has got the board courtesy of Isaac Humphreys. Now it's with Vasilovich. Fall away. Three. Oh, my God. <laughs> it is party oh, time in Adelaide. Even Brett Mars off his seat. Oh, wow. 89-81. Cummins, cool head, plays his way through the paint and lays it in for two. Cool head indeed. He doesn't look rattled at all, does he? But what a massive shot from DJ. Fading away. Ma massive rainbow jumper. Had the whole crowd up. 26 points. Will be an Adelaide 36's ball from the baseline. 2.07 left on the tyre power clock. 
89-83. Pasilovic drives all the way. Two more for DJ. He's pumping up this crowd. He's, he's got 19 points in the in the second half, Bonds. He's been absolutely outstanding. He's got going. He's been absolutely relentless at the offensive end. He looks like he wants to pick a fight with someone. He doesn't know who he wants to fight. <laughs> he's just so pumped up, so much energy going through the veins of DJ Vasilic. 28 points in a stellar performance. We spoke before the game, Sapper, that he needed to have a big night. He's had a couple of quiet ones, and he's come out tonight, and uh, he's been electric. Well, he has been, and he was 0 of 4 from the three-point line in that first half, and we talked about just having blinders on. you just got to keep shooting. Yes. And he's been relentless there. The, the, the defenders of the Phoenix haven't let up, but it's just been a little bit harder. He's got going, especially from the free-throw line. And now his three-point shot's going as well. The whole place is opening up, and it's really now going to come down to this last two minutes, eight-point game. It looks like the Phoenix are out of options. Going to have to start hitting some threes and getting some easy ones and taking some risks, getting some steals and putting some pressure on the extended pressure on the 36ers, who have looked wobbly in the full court against extended yes. pressure. So don't be surprised if Mike Kelly's drawing up a... A, uh, a full court press type option now to try and put some extra pressure and get a couple of easy buckets. The Adelaide 36ers led by 18, sorry, trailed by 18 points at half time. They now lead it 91 83 with two minutes to go in the game. Cummings to Creek. Drives through the paint. Mitch Creek, lovely. With the left hand. At 91.85, here is the extended pressure. Vasilovic loops it over the top to Wiley. Now with McCarran. It's the pick from Humphreys. Swings it to Wiley. Now McCarran thought about the triple. Goes to Flowers on the 45. Flowers drives. Kicks it back. Three on the shot clock. Long range three from McCarran. He's short. Phoenix with the board. Down the other end. Cummings thought about it. Pulled it out. Moller for three. Short. Williams. Big rebound. Takes Humphrey to the hole. Can't make it. McCarran the board. Big board by McCarran there. Sixers bench are up on their feet. Phoenix can't afford any dead possessions now, and they're not fouling, so they're going to rely on their defense to get it done. Vasilovic got it to Humphreys. Went to Flowers, who reversed it. Ref called travel on Isaac Humphreys. Six-point game. There is time for the Phoenix. They've got to come up. Trump's in this possession. Sixers' biggest defensive possession of the game. Cummins. He looks at a three. Pressure from Flowers was very good. Humphrey. Williams got the rebound and put it back in. Four-point game, 50 seconds to go. Sixers lead it, 91-87. Extended pressure. McCarran got it to Vasilovic. Over halfway, and he's again slowing it down. Ben Air wearing him like a cheap suit. Kicks it to the corner. Wiley's three is long. McCarran got the rebound. Stolen by Cummings. Long pass down court to Creek, who lays it in for two. Timeout. 
to the Adelaide 36ers. It's a two-point game. 28 seconds to go, Zappa. What you don't want to do in this situation is play not to lose. A couple of times there, Sixers had numbers advantages. They pulled the ball out to run time off the clock. What that also does is allow the Phoenix to get back. I think anyone in this situation would trade a bucket for time. Two points is still two points. You want to get that, take your layouts if you can get them. Right now it's a one possession game. There's two possessions left at least. So they're going to be pushing everything on their defense to Phoenix. And if they can get a stop here, they'll have the ball with a chance to win. All comes down to 28 seconds. 28 seconds to go. We're here for Panasonic Air Conditioning. And we are driven by Australian Motors, Mitsubishi, Paul Bonzer, Ruben Sapwell with you. The MBO action live from Adelaide. Good crowd in. Almost 8,000 people, just under 8,000 in the stadium tonight. Another good crowd to come see their 36s. CJ Bruton. The last play out of the timeout, Bond, was a high pick and roll with Cummings getting all the way to the basket. I think that's going to be enough. I don't think they're going to try and win this, but in this situation, you want to get a quick shot. You don't want to use the whole shot clock because then that, if you miss, it, it takes away the time that you need to get a second shot. Yeah. So I expect that they'll come at it pretty aggressive and try and get an early good shot at the basket. Alan Williams trailing behind for offensive rebounds. And then trust their defense if they get an early basket to get a stop and force it into overtime. And Kadia's checked in for the Adelaide 36ers in place of Flowers. And just a, an elder head. Keep control of the basketball. It is extended pressure again from the Phoenix. The inbound to, to Kadee, to McCarran, back to Kadee. Again, the calm heads get it over half court. Double team comes and McCarran is fouled. Oh, that was a, almost an effective double. If Moller had to put his hands in there, McCarran was in a bit of trouble as he's right just inside the half court line so he couldn't go backwards. And now they've subbed in defense for offense. Flowers back in for some defense. Kadee out, did his job, got the ball down safely against the track. Alan Williams checks in for the Phoenix. Mitch McCarran will go to the line for two shots. 20 seconds to go in the game on the tyre power clock. Holiday getaway sale, it's on. Fans on the edge of their feet here in Adelaide. McCarran makes the first. Oh, it looked nervous, Bonds. It looked very it nervous. Looked flat, he poked at it. it. Yeah, it did, but McCarran's been there. He's a quite an experienced player. Plenty of boomer representation. Makes the second four-point lead to the Adelaide 36, and we got a timeout to the Phoenix. Well, that's massive. Two-possession game now, Bonds. Still time for the Phoenix. There's at least a couple of possessions, but now they're going to be forced to foul because it's inside that 24-second mark. So they'll try and get a quick two or a three then foul and rely on 36ers missing him. What a game of basketball we have seen. Well, I'm stunned. Yeah, I, look, I'm a bit stunned too. I think the Phoenix are a bit stunned. We did not expect this at all. I don't think anyone in this stadium expected it. Um, it's been a, an unbelievable comeback from the home team. And once again, CJ Bruton's got really good production from his bench. Yes. You know, in that third quarter when that game was recovered, 
Got some great stuff from Kyron Galloway, great stuff from Nick Marshall. Been very good off the bench. And both of those guys have barely played any. Well, Galloway hadn't played at all in that first quarter and, and Marshall only spot minutes. So to come in and have the impact that they did in that third quarter has been excellent. And now he's relying on his go-to guys late in the game to, to finish this game off. They're going to need to defend really well, making sure they don't foul, not stopping the clock. They've got no fouls to give, so any foul now is a, is a bonus for the Phoenix as well. With high pick and roll action going to the basket, trying to get something quick, and then immediate foul for the Phoenix. Four-point lead to the Adelaide 36ers. It will be a Phoenix ball, 20.9 seconds on the game clock. Thanks to tyre power. The inbound pass from Craig Moller. Gets it to Ben Air in the corner. Trapped by Vasilovic. Forced him out of court. Turnover. <laughs> Vasilovic is laughing his head off. It looked like he approached on Ben Air's space then. So Ben Air tried to draw the foul. He didn't have anywhere to go. Bodied up. We'll just see it on inched the away. Here. He just shuffled him over <laughs> the... He sure did. Over the over the uh, sideline. I guess it was bad balance by Ben Air, but that could have easily been called a foul. Instant foul now for the Phoenix. McCarran into Wiley, back to McCarran. Creek tries to foul, gets it to Gideon. In the end, the foul is called on Ben Air. Mitch McCarran's on the deck, and he'll get up and he'll have two shots. 14.5 on the clock. The Cadian Flowers exchange happens again. The Karen's been excellent. Just popping up when he yeah. needs to. A couple of drives. Big three-pointer. Get into the line, making free throws at the end. Big defensive plays, including his rebounds. He was the one that found Trenton Flowers for back-to-back -back buckets. He did that last time. Flowers had a hot game. Um, he just keeps an eye out for the kid. Well, he's a genuine pass-first point guard. So yes. You know, people who don't understand the game would be wondering why Mitch McCarron, you know, is in the, you know, with all his accolades, is only scoring eight points a game. Well, it's because he does other things. Makes both. Now a six-point game. It's probably out of reach for the Phoenix. Ben Air pulls up for three. That's short. Moloch couldn't get the rebound. Came off hands to Cummings, and he floated it back in. Four-point game, 8.9 seconds. Flowers just threw it straight out of court. Phoenix ball. The clock hasn't stopped, so they're going to put about three more seconds back on. Phoenix will have the ball down four. This game is not over. I have seen the Sixers lose a game with 6.4 on the clock and up by six. Bonds, why did you bring that up? I just up? thought I'd mention it. <laughs> it still burns a hole in oh, my memory. Oh, wow. Well, here's the chance. Inbound pass to Brown, easy two. Wasted no time, and CJ wants to talk it over. He looks disgusted, the 36th coach. Two-point game. 7.8 seconds on the clock. Well, now, body language is important here. I'm watching the Sixers come off. They're livid with each other, but they're still up two. I'd much rather be in the yes. situation of the Sixers with the ball up two, and now they've got to be turning into each other. Can't turn away from each other. It's interesting to see now what CJ will draw up. It's got to be an inbounds play for a safe, effective uh, free throw shooter. Phoenix will be looking to try and steal that. But 7.8 seconds to go. 
you can't hold the ball. Like some people just hold it and wait to be fouled. Yeah. 7.8 seconds to go means you go, if you do that for five seconds, that's a violation. So you can't, you know, you can't afford to do that. You've got to make that second pass and get it out of there. And then, for goodness sake, hold on to the ball. There's a lot of nervous people right now. The hush has gone over the crowd there. It's a bit nervous. A little, you can feel it in the building. The tension is electric. We have a timeout. There is 7.8 seconds left on the tie power clock. And the Burbank Homes personal service scoreboard shows the Adelaide 36ers leading by just two, 95-93. Seven seconds ago, they led by six. What a finish we've got for you here in Adelaide on the SEN network, right across the, across the country and in New Zealand. Great to have you with us. We're down to the wire. Mitch McCarron will inbound the ball. Jason Kadia's on court. Wiley Vasilovic and Humphreys gets it to Wiley. Wiley dribbles, gives it to Vasilovic, and that might do it. He's fouled with three seconds left in the game. That was the longest four seconds in history, Sapper. It was. Jeez, it takes a long, doesn't take very long to get the ball from one side of the court to the other. Wiley did a good job there, safely entering the ball. He's quick enough to get away from his defender and then got it across to a good free throw shooter in Vasiljevic. DJ needs to make at least one of these. And then Kyron Galloway will check in as well for Isaac Humphries. More mobile defender. If Vasiljevic makes both of these, the game is just about done. Well, it is. I think you know, there's nothing that the Phoenix can do. Shoot a three-pointer and get fouled? Well, you'd hope not. <laughs> I'd be, CJ, I'd be telling them all to go to the locker room early. Vasiljevic makes the first. 96-93. This one to make it a four-point game. And shut the door. He can't make it. Williams, the rebound, puts up a prayer. It ain't no good. The Adelaide 36ers get home. They come back from 18 points down. And this place is rocking. I'm exhausted, Bob. Unbelievable second half from the 36ers. We'll sleep well tonight, Sabah. We will chat to a player after the game, so stay with us. The Adelaide 36ers get the win, 96-93, here in Adelaide, over the Phoenix. Back for more, straight after this. Welcome back to the Adelaide Entertainment Centre. It's still buzzing here. The Sixers come from 18 points down at halftime to take the win, 96-93, over the Phoenix. Paul Bonds and Rupert Sapper with you. Uh, for Drink Wise, you won't miss a moment if you drink wise. Uh, stats for Sapper for... Budget car and truck rental get on the road faster, 13, 27, 27. Well, I'm looking at the first half stats and the second half stats, and it's like I'm reading a different language. <laughs> yeah, it was just the 36ers absolutely fell asleep in that first half, and the Phoenix fell asleep in that second half. An amazing two halves of basketball. But the ones that matter, 
Sixers do a really good job of getting to the free throw line. Yes. And have done so better than any other team this year. But at, at halftime, they're only five of nine from that, that free throw line and finished with 20 of 27. Now, admittedly, a lot of that was at the end when the Phoenix had to foul. But DJ Vasiljevic, he was unreal. 10 of 13 from the free throw line, 29 points, 8 of 18 from the field, 5 of 10 from the two, and 3 of 8 from the three-point line. Uh, Jacob Wiley, 17 points, 14 rebounds. He was outstanding. Captain Mitch McCarron, excellent down the stretch. He had 12 points, including five or six free throws when it really mattered. Trenton Flowers was excellent as well. Had a couple of good game, pointers in there. Yeah. yeah, he was very good. And he had some late minutes as well, but he had nine rebounds to go with his 13 points. So excellent there. Got to mention Kyron Galloway's five minutes. Only five minutes, but six points. Two for two from the three-point line, three rebounds. He was one of the guys that turned the table for his team in that third quarter. They were very good. Good minutes from Nick Marshall as well. A couple of boards, three o, uh, two O boards, three rebounds all up. And he played some decent defense as well. A lot of contributors all around the place, but it's, it's hard when you see Jay Lee. There's so many different players can contribute at one time, but he found the, the combination that worked. They got going in that last quarter and they were able to to build on the excellent work that they did in that third quarter. But make no mistake, the game was won and lost in that third. Yep. Phoenix just could not find a combination and uh, looked absolutely impotent on, on offense. Well, in the first quarter, Sapper, Southeast Melbourne outscored the Sixers 35-18. to 18. In the third quarter, the Sixers outscored Phoenix 31-14. It happens, doesn't it? You know, yep. it's, it's, it's like they're two different teams, but... Yeah, they're out. There's a lot of talent going around, and sometimes you just got to make shots, and that was what the Sixers were doing. So they end up 8 of 23 from the three-point line, the Sixers, but they were 0 of 9 in that first half. So that means they went 8 of 14 in yep. that second half. Now, that's outstanding shooting by anyone's measure, and momentum just builds. So they were absolutely firing. Now, the, the Phoenix were you know had a number of excellent performances as well. Alan Williams... Double-double machine, 23 points, 11 rebounds. Mitch Creek had his 20 of four rebounds. Ruben Tarangi, good uh, stuff off the bench, 11 points. And Will Cummings, uh, real casual and cool. He had uh, eight, 16 points on 7 of 16 shooting. I guess the guy that you're, you're counting on to do more than he did was Gary Brown. He was only three of seven for his nine points. Decent still effectiveness, but... When you've got those guys, and he's a 17, 16-point-per-game yes. player, he's a little bit down on that. You'd want some of that back. But it's a high-scoring game. It's in the in the realm of what the Phoenix want. They're a 90. They're right on their average. But six is way above their average. Six is normally just in the low 80s. So extra 10 points there came at the hand of a hot shooting DJ Vasiljevic, but also some excellent contributions from around the team. Incredible uh, game here in Adelaide tonight. Um, play of the game for Tuscan Path Pavers available at Bunnings Warehouse. Have you got anything that stood out for you? I do. I, I thought Galloway's two threes in that third quarter were a game changer, a momentum changer. I thought they were excellent, but the, the DJ bank shot from three, uh, oh, three quarters. Gonna... Oh, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good bank shot. You know that. But, uh, you know, it was it was unreal. And he was going and the, the emotion was up and the place was pumping. And that was just at the end of a of, of a stellar three, uh, third quarter from the Sixers. They were absolutely unbelievable. They forced the Phoenix into tough shots. Now, you know, the Phoenix missed enough as well. So, you know, like it was just that third quarter that got him going. 
All right, Sapper, we're uh, hopefully going to talk to Mitch McCarran, the captain of the Adelaide 36ers, very soon. So we'll come back and hopefully do that right here from the Adelaide Entertainment Centre. Once again, the Sixers running out winners by three points, 96-93. Welcome back to the Adelaide Entertainment Centre. Sixers get the win, 96-93. This is the uh, day's play for Drinkwise. If you choose to have a drink, choose to drink wise. And you won't miss a moment if you drink wise. We have the skipper of the Adelaide 36ers, Mitch McCarran here. Mitch, thanks for joining us. Um, can you please explain that second half? Because we don't know what happened. <laughs> no. Um, no, I don't think I can. Uh, we're good at fighting back. We've had so many games this year where we just claw back. The good news is you put yourself in plenty of positions to have to fight back. <laughs> um, yeah, so we've got to fix that, um, firstly. But, yeah, again, like the guys, just it would have been easy to just check out. It was 18 points, but we fought. Yeah, and I just, I loved that it was, you know, it's different, it seems to be different people every week. Kyron Galloway came in, excellent minutes in that third quarter. Trenton yep. Flowers was very efficient tonight as well. Um, you know, where did you see the impact of the bench tonight? Yeah, obviously, you know, those are two guys that, that are a point of difference for us off the bench. You know, their athleticism, their energy, their activity. Um, you know, they've, they've been shooting the ball well from three, especially Trenton. I think he's shooting up over 50% for the year. So, um, you know, we've got to, we, we need those guys to keep bringing it every game. We, we're not a team who's just going to rely on one or two guys every night to go crazy. Obviously, Vasilovic has been great for us and Trey Kell has been consistent, but we need multiple guys to keep going. You know, if I'm uh, just playing pure stats, 0 of 9 from the three-point line in the first half and then yep. 8 of 14 from the three-point mm. line in the second. Yep. Is it that simple, making <laughs> shots? <laughs> yeah, it helps a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think at times throughout the season we've defended actually pretty well. It's just we just don't score. We don't put the ball in the basket. And, you know, like you put so much pressure on your defense then to, to get stops and stops and stops and it's tiring and you can't make a shot. So, you know, it's nice when a few threes drop in for some energy. I said to Sapper during the game in the first half, you look grumpy tonight. You like yeah. it, but were you, were you frustrated um, or was you just got out of the yeah, wrong side of the bed? over in uh, kindergarten. <laughs> it looked like it jacked up on its cornea, of course. It's, you, could, you could just see it. And even you and CJ at one point were, were yelling at each other, which is, you know, that's okay. That's fine. But yeah. No, I think we look. I'm at the point where I'm like, I think we're all we all get a little bit frustrated, and I, I just want to play with energy, you know. And, and sometimes, like, I don't want to be Mr. Nice Guy, you know. So I, I think that's very natural yeah. for me to just be calm and um, collected. I'm not a super emotional person off the floor, and actually, basketball is where I express my emotion the most. So for myself, I, I, I'm okay with that. You know, people might, you know, might pet might say, "Oh, you look a little grumpy," or "You're a bit grumpy today." That's fine. <laughs> I'm bringing the energy. Yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to play hard, and, and that's what it takes. Well, that's what we took out of it too. We thought, yeah, you, you switched on. You yeah. know that the team needs to win this one. Mm -hmm. we, uh, you know, we we do well. We, do, we defend the three-point line well. And I think that some of the other things that we do is we get to the line a lot because we're not a good three-point shooting team. It's, uh, I mean, that's been that way for way too long. Mm -hmm. But um, got going at the three-point line the second half and, and we didn't get to the foul line as much in that first half but then got, you know, our more than our quota in that second half again as well. You shot really well uh, at the end as well. Um, can you explain what was going through your mind? Some of those clutch free throws, they had to, you had to make them. I felt like one of them was a little pokey, but uh, <laughs> made them anyway, so never in doubt. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, i got to trust the follow-through. Hey, I did poke it a little bit. Um, I think the guys were, you know, talking in the locker room. I think I had every bit of iron on those free throws. <laughs> they went in. So, uh, yeah, I, I, we've all been putting in the work. You know, I've got to credit the guys. And, you know, over the past few weeks, we've had some tough losses, but the guys have put in the work. Extra shots every single day. So, you know, we've just got to believe they're going to start falling. And belief is a thing. Yes. Um, you know, like there's, uh, 
you said you, you, you're used to coming back from deficits and those types of things, but you know you could you can you can feed off the energy or the lack of energy in this thing as well. That, that first quarter, you could hear the you know you could you could hear people's eyes roll. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes so, you can. Yeah, you know, <laughs> so uh, you know, how do you what, what what's the message in that log, you know in that huddle? What do you do? I mean, you're the guy. You're you're a, you're a big voice in that team. What do you have to do? Yeah, we just got to keep problem solving on the fly. Um, you know, I think we we can't be a group that that sits there and waits for quarter time and be like, all right, let's talk now. Um, you know, we, we need the five on the floor. And yes, of course, input from the bench and the coaching staff and everything like that. But the group on the floor really needs to take control. If we feel like we're not getting things done on either end of the floor, let's fix it. You know, can I share a, a, an old story from uh, yesteryear? I'm not much of an old storyteller, but this one just popped up in my head. Do. So, yes. Yes. so uh, we're in semi-final time and uh, I think we're down against the whoever we were playing. Um, but we just got on a big run. Brett Maher calls the huddle, calls the guys in. I'm in there, Paul Rees is in there, Marzi's in there, some other people. And Marzi's about to say something, and we're thinking this is going to be brilliant. And then Reese chips in, geez, I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> no. So sometimes it's just about sucking the, the bad energy out of the thing as well. He was a master at that, unintentionally. Was, but yeah. So I'm not, I'm not assuming that anyone's saying that you're hungry in the, in the no. stuff there. But, you know, like who seems to be a calming voice in there? We know you will be, but... Uh, you know, does Jace do that? That's what he was brought in for. Is he one of those guys as well? Yeah, obviously Jace has a voice within the group and, and he's been there, done that um, throughout the years. And, um, you know, it's good. I think I like when Ice speaks up as well. Sunday's been a guy that, that likes to talk a lot. You know, we've got a lot of guys who play with a lot of emotion and energy and Wiley, Vasilovic and stuff like that. And we need every bit of that. Um, but at the same time, we, we do need guys to also realise, like, okay, we've had a little bad run here. Let's move on. So, um, yeah, I, I think we're getting better. We're getting better as a group at that. We'd love to chat to you for another half hour, but we've got to go. Uh, thanks for joining us after the game. Congratulations. Big win. Thanks so much, guys. Massive. Mitch McCarran joining us here. Um, and Sapper, we're almost out of time. Player of the game for tyre power, your MV, MVP tyre experts for your family. Thanks, Mitch. Oh, hard, hard to go past DJ Vasilievich. He was unreal uh, all the way through. You know, tightly guarded by yep. a lot of very good defenders, but he got 29 points and was uh, absolutely the catalyst to keep things going. This has been the day's play for DrinkWise. If you choose to have a drink, choose to drink wise. Thanks to DMG back in the studio. A big win in front of another good crowd in Adelaide, almost 8,000 people. The Sixers get the win, 96-93. We'll leave you with the highlights because we are done and dusted. Sapper, we'll see you next time. Vasilovic wants the last shot of the quarter. Jack's one up from nowhere. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. It's the Adelaide's new DJ, and he's playing all the hits. Quarter, three-quarter time, the Phoenix 67, the Adelaide 36ers 66. To McCarran, McCarran drives all the way through, can't finish. Flowers was there, couldn't put it back, while he can. There are some serious athletes all over those rebounds, Flowers and Wiley. You just slow it up. Flowers in the corner. Back-to-back threes. <laughs> wow. Now it's with Vasilovic. Fall away. Three. Oh, my God. <laughs> it is party oh, time my. in Adelaide. Woo-hoo. Even Brett Mars off his seat. Oh, wow. 89-81. Williams, the rebound. Puts up a prayer. It ain't no good. The Adelaide 36ers get home.